Wrestling is Trash. Wrestling is Trash. Acknowledge me. For over 1,000 days, there has been one man one shining beacon of excellence that has cast a shadow over the sport of professional wrestling. During this historic run, superstar after superstar have stepped up only to be smashed by the tribal chief. Jay Uso, smashed. Braun Strowman, smashed. Kevin Owens, Smashed. Kevin Owens. Smashed. Kevin Owens. Smashed. Daniel Bryan. Smashed. So much so that he had to change his name and go to another company. Edge. Smashed. Cesaro. Smashed. Rey Mysterio. Smashed. John Cena. Smashed. The Demon Finn Balor. Smashed. Brock Lesnar. Smashed. Sami Zayn. Smashed. Seth Rollins. Smashed. Goldberg. Smashed. Matthew Riddle. Smashed. Drew McIntyre. Smashed. Logan Paul. Smashed. And Cody Rhodes. Rubber chicken and all. Smashed. We here at Wrestling is Trash would like to take a moment and dedicate this episode to Roman Reigns. The Trash Boys just want to throw our ones up. And say that we acknowledge you, Tribal Chief. Yes. Yes. I have to talk over this just to make sure that we don't get pulled. Ladies and gentlemen, hello. Good evening to you all. And welcome to another episode of... Wrestling is Trash. Nicholas, what episode of Wrestling is Trash is this? We are on episode 147. 147 of Wrestling is Trash, boys and girls. Of course, you know this is the nonsensical wrestling podcast where we opine on the great sport of professional wrestling, past, present, and future. We are your Trash Boys, and we are here on another Trash Tuesday, which is actually a Monday, so it's not actually Trash Tuesday, it's Trash Monday, but... We're going to go ahead and fake the funk on that. And I'm actually glad we're doing this on Monday because everything is fresh in our minds. This past weekend of the wrestles that we just had is fresh in our memory, and we're able to talk about it and get into everything that's gone down. So you already know, Lou from the BX Trash Boy number two. What up, everyone? Nick Anicelli, Trash Boy numero uno, ready to talk the weekend of wrestles. Absolutely. 
So, Nick, how have you been? Have you, we've missed you, having you uh, away for a week, doing your duties and uh, doing your stuff. We, uh, I try to keep it as vague as possible. Uh, but we did miss you. How was your week? How have you good. been? Good. Just a good week of training, and uh, I sent Lou a video. It ended with me going on a C-27 helicopter, Oof. you know, plane ride, jet ride, whatever. Uh, yeah, shit it was, was dope. pretty cool, man. It was really, really cool. Last week's episode was really good. Um, you guys killed it last week, so I'm glad the show kept kept going. You know, nice. the best. You know, we uh, we like to uh, keep our trashians happy. We try to, if I'm not here or if Nick's not here, we're gonna try to make something happen for you guys every week to try to keep it consistent because you guys have done such a fantastic job of kind of just killing it with the views on YouTube and clicking the likes and comments and all that. So we just want to provide you with some excellent wrestling content and we just like doing it we fucking love doing the show so you know yeah. it is what it is uh it's lou i do have a question for you though absolutely before we, so before we get into the two big shows we had this weekend with roman reigns i had to ask after seeing all those photos great montage of video uh photos by the way um yes sir looking back at all of those especially you because you were the one who went and found them what was your favorite match out of all those i gotta say as I was going back, I wanted to rewatch a lot of these because I even forgot about it. Like I forgot about all those early ones, like yeah, Roman and all that shit. And even though the Finn Balor match had like that weird ending where he falls and the ring breaks and all that shit, I gotta say that image of him stacking Daniel Bryan and Edge on top of each other and pinning them yeah. is like that's bro, that's some that's iconic. That shit's like. You come on, man. He stacked them on top of each other and pinned both of them. And he said he was gonna do that shit too. Remember, he was like, I said, I'm yeah. gonna stack them, I'm gonna smash them, and that's exactly what I did. Um, that's probably one of my favorite ones because kind of because I'm gonna keep it honest. Goldberg was like, Come on, man. Goldberg, yeah. he can kick my ass, that's for sure. But he's like way past his 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 deal. John Cena, same thing. You know, this is not John Cena in his prime. He can still go, but you know what I mean? Dude's not in his prime. So to see him grab, I mean, Edge, who's on this whirlwind comeback tour, and Daniel Bryan, who's probably one of, if not one of the best professional wrestlers on the planet. Yeah. Uh, and stacking them both, that's that's probably my favorite. Yeah. Um, I knew this title run was going to be special very early when – uh they had the I quit Hell in a Cell match with Jay, but then mm. I remember at the end, Alpha and Sika came out. Yeah, and they that felt was like annoying. They anointed him like, yeah, I don't know, man. Like we've said this off air. I'll say it again on air. Like sometimes WWE does booking, and Mania is a perfect example this year where both of us were like, yo, like what the fuck? Like this, that felt like it was gonna. Because like I think we said this before. There's only been two times where I really thought, yo, he might lose Mania, and then. At Clash, I thought Drew actually had yeah. a chance of beating him, and uh, but then as we get into what we when we get into the show from Saturday, like it's like, guys, right, this makes things interesting now, you know. And then even on the Cody side of things too. But yeah, I don't know, man. I really, I really much enjoyed this run, and because uh, I think when WWE posted it, I think next is Pedro Morales, and it's only by like a month. Like it's very right. close from where he's yeah. at. So. He's definitely going to beat that, and then after that would be Hogan, right? Yeah. And I think for Hogan, he's got to go till like, September of next year or something. Yeah, it's like, bro, at this point, fuck it. 
it's, I mean, yeah. And I think honestly, that's why they introduced that other belt because it's like, fuck it, this dude's not losing this belt for like we're breaking Hogan's record. Like we're gonna do that shit. It's it's happening. And yeah. we have this other belt, and that's gonna be your championship that you put on the pay per views, and you possibly can change hands and stuff like that. And that that's gonna be the one. So he's just gonna run. And look, I, I'll say this. You know how this society is. We're, and, I, and I know we see a lot of people who say they're sick of the bloodline, they're sick of whatever. But I'm one of those people who gets sick of shit pretty quick if it's shoved down my throat. Like, I mean, I'll be like, look, all right, enough. Okay. And I know I've said on a few pay-per-views, like, it's time for him to lose. It's time for him to lose. Yeah. And he just keeps winning. And it's like, you know what, man? It's, it's, it, I almost equate it to like the people who are constantly talking shit about LeBron James. There's been a lot of discourse about LeBron James, whether he's going to retire, you know, is this it for him? And then, you know, everyone's always comparing him to Jordan and people say he sucks. People say he's great. And it's like, bro, you don't like, I'm not a, you know, I'm not a LeBron fan. I don't, I'm not, I'm not, I've never been a fan of any of the teams. He's, you know, I'm not a Cavs fan. I'm not a Lakers fan. I'm not a Heat fan, but bro, that guy's great. And like yeah. when I'm old and shit, and I look back and I'll be like, man, I got to see now when you don't, you guys don't know shit, man. We had LeBron. When LeBron was playing, he did this and he did that. And you're going to look back at that time and you're going to be like, damn, bro, we really were witnessing, I hate to say it because he's his catchphrase and shit, but greatness. Yeah, you know what I mean, he, he was great. And it's going to be the same thing with Roman Reigns, bro. He's just, this run is not just some, you know, it's not an angle. It's like a legendary run. And it's something that we've always said we've wanted in wrestling. Like, we hate when the belt fucking jumps from dude to dude to dude. And now you're getting one of those legendary historic runs. You're actually getting it. So I'm yeah. all in for the ride, bro. Damn, I enjoy love it. it. I love it because we all saw where Roman was before the pandemic. We all saw where he was. He was still the big dog and all this and we'd probably be sick of Roman Reigns by now because even I was low key getting sick of him then. But then it's like, like you said, like you're going to eventually, you know, kids or whatever, or nephews or nieces or whoever watches it when we're older, like you're saying is like, we can say we witnessed one of the greatest title reigns and arguably some are saying one of the best storylines in history. So, you know what I mean? From the Sammy stuff to where they're at now, from the beginning, like, that's why I am. I'm at officially at the point now where Roman, in a good way, I say this stuff. Where whoever Roman wrestling for the title, like fuck it, let him win. Fuck it, let yeah. him win. And then like, don't. There's only like, because whatever. Like I don't know what the plan would be for forty, because he would have to retain again at forty. So I don't think you do Cody and him again. Like I don't think that's gonna help Cody, especially if he wins again. Um, but I'm cool with Cody winning like the world title. Like you know what I mean and. I did see there's already early reports of maybe doing Cody and Gunther at Mania for the World Heavyweight oh, yeah. title. I think I think that'd be a good match and done right. But uh, the only thing that will ever concern me with Roman's reign is when it does end. I felt you had the silver platter of like easy, not even cop-outs, but just good ways where everyone's happy with Cody. I feel if it's not just like that or even better, I feel everyone's going to be like, well, cool, happy for this dude. But you kind of had this like a year, a year and a half ago with Cody. You get yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, and I get that. Um, but I think at this point, if 
if you run Roman all the way to next Mania as champion, <laughs> oh my God, I can't even believe I'm thinking about that because we literally just had Mania. But like, if you run him all the way to next Mania as champion and you have Cody be the one to beat him, I think it's fine. Like, I think it's yeah. If Cody does it there, yeah, yeah, because I think you know you you got Cody going through all this adversity now. He's gonna go through all the shit with Brock. He's probably gonna go into another pay per view and then. God knows what he's going to get himself into after that. Like, I don't know what they got planned, if he's going to feud with Seth or I don't know what they're going to do. Um, but because it's a long time away. So, like, how do you keep Cody occupied? For you're going to have him, him getting his ass beat for the next almost year and then have him build through all this. That's a lot of fucking adversity, bro. Nine months of ass kicking to get to another match with Roman Reigns. But um, if they have him be the one to do it, after Roman goes through the Hogan, you know, record, because there's no way he's catching um, fucking Bruno San Martino. Bruno, yeah, just, no, not he's shot. not holding the belt for five years, guys. That shit's not going to fucking happen. It's just not. So uh, I think eventually know. he would say. Yeah, I mean, it's like, come on, bro. He's like, all right, listen, guys, I got to lose this thing. Um, so I figured after he gets past the Hogan thing, anything after that's just cake. And then. You know, then they can you know make it the, make the change after that because then he's already done it all. Well, what else can you do, bro? Because again, that Bruno thing's not happening. That those were the days where you wrestled like once a month, and you know nobody saw you for weeks at a time and shit. You could kind of say the same thing about Roman, but you know this dude Bruno wrestled nowhere near as much as the modern wrestlers do. So, what I that think crazy, thing is crazy. No way. What I think is crazy is I don't. I think they. Like, I don't think they do book this storyline week by week. Like, I don't think they're, fuck, it's Friday. What can we do with the bloodline? Like, right. I don't think they're there. I think, like, I wouldn't be surprised if they had from now to SummerSlam maybe panned out a little bit. But I don't think, like, I don't think they know who's the one to beat Roman. They don't got, the, they don't got the Tony Khan notepad in no, the back pocket. But the, but the crazy thing is, it can happen in 2024. So, like, dude, it could be essentially... Maybe if Bobby Lashley next year, because it's not going to happen this year. Like, say Bobby Lashley gets, like, stupid hot. Or friggin' L.A. Knight gets stupid hot. or Has Bobby been might... on TV? Huh? Has Bobby been on TV since the draft? Has he been doing anything? No, I don't think he's been on SmackDown yet. I haven't seen yeah. him. So, what I'm hoping for, so I saw a report yesterday. Roman's pretty much booked every SmackDown from now until after SummerSlam. Or just about everyone. So... I think we said it on here before. I'm really hoping for Money in the Bank or uh, SummerSlam. I think SummerSlam because it's the bigger stage, my opinion. I hope SummerSlam's him and Bobby. That'd be cool. And because there's more time to build it. Because I don't think they're just going to... Like, I wouldn't be surprised at Money in the Bank if he doesn't defend. I could see a tag match against the Usos, which we'll, we'll dive into why. But yeah. I would be cool with that personally. Yeah, I actually have an idea for them to do a match. But we'll get into that later. Yeah. I like the Hurt Business idea, too, because, again, the members yeah. of the Hurt Business are technically free agents, uh, so they can pop up on SmackDown, and they don't have to be only on Raw, which is, is really kind of stupid anyway, because they, they, I don't feel like they've been paying it. I don't think they even realized they had a draft. Yeah. Like, you're watching Raw on SmackDown, and it's like, did you guys even have a draft? What the fuck is going on? Why is Raquel here again? And she yeah. was just on Raw, and now she's on SmackDown again. Like, I, I don't even know what's going on, but regardless of that, Shout out to Roman Reigns and everyone involved yes. in that in that saga. Uh, congratulations for passing a thousand days. And uh, listen, he's the fucking man, bro. There's there's pre there's Roman 
pre-veneers and then there's Roman post-veneers. Okay? So when he got them fucking veneers put in, I don't know what dentist he went to. I don't know if he saw Britt Baker. I don't know where he went. But when he got them shits and he came back, it's just been, he's been smashing people ever since he's gotten them shits. Yeah, even even before, because remember when he first came back, like the first, because if you remember, he came back at SummerSlam, then the week later won the title. But for six months, he still had like the Shield music too. Yeah. He had that for a little bit, but yeah, my man, like, sounds crazy again. I think we said it way in the past before, but obviously he didn't compete during the pandemic for his own health reasons, but... My man put on some size, even more size. No homo, pause, the whole nine. But, uh, yeah, got some ink on his back and got some fucking veneers. And now he's fucking, yeah. he's feeling himself. Like the other day, I uh, it came up on YouTube. And it's, I think, one of my favorite promos he did in this raid. And it's not even a promo. It's when he was, uh, it was when he was getting ready to fight Logan Paul. And, like, he was walking out the ring, like, up the ramp. And he was saying, like, I'm tired of being humble. He's like, I'm headed shoulders above yeah. everyone. And I was just like, yo, like, my, you could tell, like, yo, that dude feels himself. Like, he knows. One, actually, one of my favorite things that he did, um, and I've kind of been using it. I've used it on a couple of different podcasts. I forgot which title defense it was. Was it when he beat, who was it? When he, I think when he beat Drew or when he beat Roman Paul. I don't Roman Paul, Logan Paul. <laughs> I don't remember which one it was, but he was walking up the ramp and he was like, yo, I'm tired of this. Like, I want somebody to take this from me. Like, I want somebody to take it. Like, yeah, I think he was literally saying like, yo, like, I want somebody to beat me. I don't want to keep doing this shit, but like, there's no one who can stop me. But I want somebody to actually beat me. Like, come on. Like, I was like, yo, that's hard, bro. That's fucking hard. That shit's dope, bro. the question is, before we move on, do you think he's had these promo skills the whole time and he was just really that held back by Vince? I would love to know what the fuck happened. Because like, I would love to know what happened. Saskatchewan or whatever the fuck. Yeah, I, I would love to know what happened. Like, that's one of the things about pro wrestling that bugs me out. Like, I want to be backstage, not because I want to be a fanboy and be like, oh my God, that was great. But I want to see, like, the... I want to see how the little things are done back there. Like, I want to see, like, when they come back through the curtain, where do they go? Who do they talk to? Mm-hmm. Who they, like, confer with? Do, do they just go to their own dress? Like, I want to see the little shit like that. I want to see who talks to who and who's coaching who up. Because, bro, Roman, back in the day, his promos were horrific. He could not cut a promo to save his life. The best promo that he cut was when he told the world that he had leukemia and he had to leave. Because he was speaking from his heart. Yeah. Yeah, He was just being Joe and speaking from his heart. And he got the crowd like that. And everybody got on his side. And he, you know, whatever. But then after that, like, when he actually, he left. And when he came back, he was pretty much over. Nobody was booing him anymore. Everybody was happy that he was back and he was healthy. So he went through a really good run after that diagnosis and, 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 and that whole thing. But. Man, some of those old prom promos, man. That suffering suck attached thing. I remember one promo where uh it was him, Samoa Joe, and Brock were in the ring. And I think I've referenced this many times. Oh, um, I love and Such Joe is Joe is fucking going in. Because you know Joe. Joe just gets a mic in his hand and he goes in. So he was going yeah. in on Brock and Roman's standing there with a mic and he's just making a face like and he goes, Really, Joe? Like that's all he had to say. He was like, Really, Joe? 
when he wanted to say something and Joe immediately was like, nah, shut the fuck up. And he just like left him there. He was literally standing there in the corner of the ring while this guy's going after Brock. And like, it made him look like shit. Cause like he had no, nothing to say. He had no promo. He had nothing to, to, to go with. Dude. Yeah. That was, I remember that too. Cause then Joe Brock was right there and he's like, Hey, Hey, look at me when I'm talking to you. Yeah. Dude, man, I really I'm telling you, man, that. as much as I, I really... hate the name of that, as much as I hate the name of the pay-per-view, and they thank God they went that one great balls of fire. That was a great yeah. pay-per-view, though. I that really should have been were, Samoa been Joe, Joe should have won the title. Even if he was lost it on Raw the next the next Monday, bro. Whatever. Samoa Joe should have under his under his belt a WWE championship. Like well, he should be recognized as a champion. Because, bro, yeah. That one promo, I I see that shit pop up on my feed all the time. Whenever I sign and into I the Wrestling it. is Trash page. Whenever I sign into the Instagram wrestling is trash page, I always see that fucking Samoa Joe promo where he walks in the ring and you got Randy, Jeff, Mustafa, oh, yeah. and AJ, and Daniel Bryan, and uh, what's his face, Eric the Red. And he's just uh, every yeah. single one of them. He's like, don't worry, yeah, don't worry, Randy. I know I got to – what did he say? He said, don't worry, Randy. I know I got to even up with you. And don't worry, when I, when I come get you, it ain't going to come out of nowhere. And he tells Jeff Hardy, uh, why don't you pretend like this is a AA meeting? And you be quiet while I'm sharing with the class. Like, bro, he yeah. just, bro, that dude is the fucking man, bro. I love Samoa Joe, bro. He's the fucking greatest. There was two times where I thought they were really going to pull the trigger. I thought, because I remember after the match with Brock, they did a fatal four-way for SummerSlam with Roman and Lesnar uh, and Strowman. I was like, yo, Joe's going to win because he's just not going to pin Brock. Perfect story. Yeah. Protects Brock. Cool. He didn't, and then when he had the first, when he had the WWE title feud with AJ Styles, I was like, yo, they're yeah. going to do it. Because that's when they were propping up the Universal title more at the time. But I was like, yo, like, this is going to, because AJ was champion for like a year at that point, too, or yeah. just about a year. And that's when they weren't doing long reign. So I'm like, yo, this works out perfect. Joe's going to be that Vince, dude. man. Fucking yeah. Vince, bro. He just didn't. He, he, you know, for whatever reason, he just, I guess he probably thought Joe was just a fat guy. And he just didn't want to like fucking put it on him, bro. He just it, it had to be something stupid it, like that. Vince, it, I hate saying it, but the, Triple H, I don't think that, like it as much. But Vince was a body guy. We've said it before, you know what I mean? Like, but that's the old Carney in him. Is he was a? Did you see that thing that um AJ said about uh his debut in the Royal Rumble? Yeah, he who said Vince ben, had no I idea who he was. No idea who he was. I truly believe Vince is like that. How do you? Yeah, but how do you have a guy coming into your company and you're debuting him in the fucking Royal Rumble against your top, like your top guy, your it guy, and you don't even fucking know who this guy is? Like, that's crazy. Think, as the kids would say, sometimes I think it's cats, though. I think Vince really pretends there's nothing like the world. Like, you're telling me, like, because AJ Styles was very well known. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you weren't in WWE back then, so there was no AEW or anything like that. AJ Styles was like the guy. Oh, that yeah, man. they signed MJF and he was like, Who's MJF? Like, don't yeah. you definitely know who MJF is? Like, you know what I mean? Which oh, MJF did reference a con last night that was Yo, not Nick. Speaking of MJF, you texted me last night. I went to sleep, bro. I, I was yeah, it was twelve thirty. I was like, early. I gotta be up at four. I'm going to bed. But you texted me about the scrum. So this morning, as I when I went to work, I I have my little earphones. So when I'm working in the from like from like five thirty to um, the first break that we have, I'm basically on my own. Like I could just have my headphones in and listen to whatever I want. So I listen to the scrum. Um, 
my God, that shit was hilarious, bro. MJF is, he, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I, again, this is one of those things where I wish I could be back there to see the ongoings and the ingoings of, of, of the wrestling profession. Cause when he says, sh- when he said that shit last night, <laughs> the look on Tony Khan's face yeah. when he was like, he was like, what? He looks like such a little kid, you know, like Tony Khan has this little child thing about him where he just reacts like a child sometimes. And the way MJF was like, he was like, I don't know, maybe I want to work for, you know, maybe Nick Khan wants to hire me and wants to work for him. He's like, no, don't worry. It's okay. Maybe, maybe it's not. H- I don't know. He said Triple H. He referenced. Yeah, he said their names. I was like, man. He's like, maybe. No, he's like, no, no, don't worry. Things are okay. Or maybe they're not okay, but, you know, whatever. And it's just like those little subtle jabs like that, man. It's just the scrum was, the scrum was actually really great. I enjoyed the yeah. whole thing. Even Orange I like Cassidy, hearing from Chris Statlander. Statlander. Yeah. I love heel Tony Storm. Yeah. Heel Tony Storm. All fucking day, because that's when she was in NXT UK, and when yep. she was in regular ass NXT, she was the shit when she was a heel. So I'm glad yeah. to see her back. I um, just thought, what dude MJF? He could show up in either company, and I really wouldn't be shocked at this point. Like if he resigned, but what about him? He like buried New Japan. Yeah, that was crazy. That was nuts. He was. He's really. He's, um, one of my favorite, and it's it's shot up to like top three or top five all-time uh like promos was not this scrum the last scrum where oh, he comes out with the cane he comes out all fucked up and he's sitting there talking to brian alvarez and dave Meltzer because <laughs> there's two angles of it there's somebody was recording it from like the the reporter's row so you can actually see mjf talking to these guys and then there's the one where you just see tony Khan there and you hear mjf but the one where you actually see mjf and he's like all fucked up and he's like walking like a cripple and he walks over to Brian Alvarez. He's like, Oh, so what? Well, who, who's the best in the world now? Huh? Is it your favorite son? Huh? Is it Kenny? Is it your boy Daniel? Huh? Is it your boy Danielson? Huh? 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 No, I'm the fucking man now. Me. Like that, that fucking promo is fantastic. It's so fucking awesome. Yeah, it was. So but well, I think we're ready. I think we, we are. We kept the viewers waiting. There's no there's way. no news to speak of. The only yeah, news so is all the gonna, results from these shows. So, so I assume we're gonna go Saturday first and Sunday. So we're gonna start with yeah. WWE Night of Champions from they were in Jeddah or Riyadh? Jeddah. I think they were in Jeddah, yeah. Saudi Arabia. Um they did a press conference and everything, man. Like everyone feels a certain type of way about the whole Saudi situation. We're not gonna dive into that, but those fans are great. Hey, they now have- you know what? Before you go in on that, um that's dead, bro. Yeah, I That's think it is. I've, I've never felt it. Yet. That's just dead. We got to get away from that, bro. Yeah. I understand, you know. I agree look, with you. I just didn't want to yeah, speak my it, mind. That's just dead, bro. And and I mean this to everyone out there who's constantly with the blood money on Twitter and all that shit. Yo, that's just dead, bro. Listen, these wrestlers have the choice to go out there or not. They, they don't force them to go over there. Okay? And whenever I see Instagram videos or, or whoever of Shotzi or Natty, or whoever, and they're out there, they're having the greatest time ever. Like, they are so happy. They're interacting with these kids. Like, they're literally, WWE's making more of a change over there than Mm -hmm. any kind of Christian, whoever, diplomats or dignitaries, whoever trying to go over there and get shit changed. And you can see just from the wardrobe that the women wear, what they from now 
when you look back to the first Saudi, like Trish Stratus's outfit that she wore, bro, in the first uh the first know, one was the first one was Lacey and Natalia, and it was they had to wear the they big wore a full body suit. Yeah, yeah, the- they used to wear that full body suit that Trish was wearing with a giant fucking shirt over that, and no makeup, no yeah. makeup. Like so, when you look at how they're coming out now, and how these women are cheered and revered, and multiple, th- they're able matches. to come out here and have these banger ass matches and represent for the company and for the U.S. and like. That shit's dead, bro. Those people are who are going to those shows are fans. Like they love yeah. the WWE. They love wrestling. So, you know, for me, bro, like I know I was on that bandwagon where I was like, oh, Saudi money and blah blah blah. I, I was ignorant to that shit. I, I don't want to say ignorant because there's been some horrible shit that has happened over there. Yes, I understand. Yes, 100%. But that 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 don't got shit to do with the WWE, bro. They're they're being paid to go over there by these princes who love wrestling. And you know, get a pay again. I feel like WWE is doing a lot to change the perceptions of things down there. So that shit for me, it's dead. Dog, I don't want to hear that shit anymore. Z- Sammy Zayn went. Like, yeah, you know what I mean, main evented at that, but um, well, like I'm all these we... armchair, all these armchair people on Twitter talking about blood money, this and that. Like, bro, Sammy Zayn was there, and they loved him. Like he, he got the, the only pop, pop in like Saudi history. Even Roman broke character. You see, even Roman broke character. He was smiling like a little fucking Cheshire cat, like so happy for Sammy when that shit was going on. Like he was speaking in Arabic. Come on, man. Yeah. Like my boy Charles Barkley says, come on, man. Come on, man. And then like the past year and a half, the shows have not just been like a WrestleMania kind of like, let's just get big stars. Like they're continuing storylines there, meaningful matches as our first one we're going to speak about happened there. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad we feel the same way there. Definitely. Yeah, um, sure. Yeah, because the crowds are always hot. Like I said, the past two, like the past three of them have been good, like genuinely good shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and as we say, we love Saturday shows, so we love the early shows too after, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, oh, hell yeah. And one more yeah. thing about that before we go in. Um, I used to not really, I mean, I would look forward to the shows because I just love pay-per-views or wrestling pay-per-views, but I was always like... Yeah, you know, it's just not going to happen. There's not going to be any title changes. There's not going to be anything big that happens here. Well, they fucking sure did some shit this one. Yeah. So the perceptions, again, are changing. Yeah, it's changing again. So this is becoming a a big deal for them. Like, this is becoming a big fucking deal. So, you know, it's here to stay. And they're giving the crowd, which I'm happy. Because that one thing I would love to know before I go into the first match. I wonder how much tickets are. Because you never hear of American fans, obviously, traveling out there to go. So I'm curious, like, how much a ticket is for, like, one of these shows. Um, yeah, that's, just the me, that's just the me thing. I'm pretty sure you could probably look it up. But, well, the show started off hot with two of two of arguably the best in the world right now that are doing it. Um, I'd say probably the two of the two of the two of the best in WWE side of things. Yeah. Seth Rollins defeated AJ Styles to become the new world heavyweight champion. As we've been speculating, we've been saying, yo, it's Seth's title, it's Seth's title, it's Seth's title. Um, these two had a really good match. They've only uh, squared off one other time in the past. Luckily, I was there to see it. Um, yeah, these two can just go. Um, I would have been happy with it going either way, to be honest, but I'm happy for Seth, man. He's had the company like on his back. Um, he even said, now, 
is where I'm wary of it, but he said in like a backstage form after, like, I will be at every Raw or whatever. As we all know, he's doing Captain America. But yeah, Lou, I thought it was a good match. I thought it was dope. Triple H came out and gave him the title. They had some sick spots. Um, as we've said before, in a joking but also serious way, consolation prize, consolation prize. With Seth having it, I'm going to give the title a legit shot to see what yeah. happens. That's that's yeah. me. Like I, because if anyone can bring it out of that spectrum from the fans' eyes, it's probably him. But what did you think of the match? The the outcome, everything. Uh, first things first. I love that fucking belt, bro. Uh, that belt's beautiful, bro. Yeah, beautiful fucking belt. Um, I enjoyed the match. I had a, I had high expectations for the match just because of who was in it and what was yeah. and what the stakes were. So I was, and it's my own fault because I was like expecting to put this like as this is going to be one of the best matches of the year. I didn't think it was. It was a good match. You know, yeah. it wasn't a bad match or anything. There was nothing that happened that was bad or whatever. Uh, and I don't, better than good. I mean, it was a pretty great match. You know what I mean? But um, I, for some reason, felt like it didn't. Um, there was sometimes for me, there's a point where you're watching it and you're like, oh, shit. Like this is, well, these motherfuckers is going in, and I didn't, yeah. I didn't get that feeling, yeah. but I did enjoy the match. So again, there's, I'm trying to, you know what I mean, trying to just, that's just me. I'm, it is what it is, um, but I did enjoy it. Um, I don't know, of course, Seth winning is, it was the obvious choice, man. They could have gone with AJ because AJ was very over over there. I saw a lot yeah. of this over there. AJ's uh, over everywhere. I feel too. Yeah, and he's. I wouldn't have been mad if they would have decided to go with AJ. Um, but yeah, I just thought it was a great match. Uh, Triple H coming out was pretty cool. Um, and the fans were super into it. So yeah, I'm happy. I, I just thought yeah. I was a little worried at the end because I was like, damn, did Seth get hurt or something? Cause he literally looked like shell shocked. Like he, he yeah. kind of looked like, like starstruck or I don't know the right, the right word is, is after the match, he was just kind of standing there. Like, I don't know if he was overcome by the moment or he was just happy to, you know, finally I have the bell. It's mine. I'm the new champion type shit. But um, I'm just glad that he wasn't hurt or anything because that would have yeah. fucking sucked. Yeah, there's only one thing I didn't like, and it was at the end of the match. And they do it every time he wins a title, and not this time. We didn't get to see him do the swinging thing around. Oh, yeah. I love, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love when he does that. I just think that's just me as I think that's really cool. It's a commercial. I was like, damn. But, uh, yeah, happy for him. That's the right person to put that title on. It's clear as day, man, that Seth Rollins is probably Triple H's number. Like, Roman's obviously the guy, but I would say Seth Rollins is Triple H's number one guy. Yeah, probably the only reason I'm probably going to tune into Raw tonight is just to see the follow-up of what's going on. Who's going to be that first challenger? Because you know it's not going to be Cody. Gunther still has his title. So it's like... Let's go Punishment Martinez. I mean, uh, Damian Priest. Let's go. Throw yeah. Damien Priest at him. Let's go. Let's get it on. Maybe they throw. Get it on. Maybe they put Drew in there. Oh yeah. Drew's on Raw. He's been. He hasn't been on TV too either, huh? No. Has but Drew been on to, TV anywhere? I haven't no, seen him. They're going. They're going to the UK next, so you know he's going to be on the show. Oh like, you yeah. You know what I mean? So I think that'd be a good start to the title, though. I wouldn't mind Drew coming back as a heel and fucking Seth Rollins being the face. That would be that would be fucking great. Yeah, dude. Like even back in twenty twenty when Drew won and turned face and won the title in the Rumble, dude. I don't know Scottish psychopath Drew McIntyre. Yeah. Like that that twenty nineteen run when he first came back. I don't know. Yeah. He was there because when he was shooting with Roman after the leukemia 
and all that other shit. Like, dude, when he had the hair, this and yeah, I don't know. I'm a big yeah. fan of heel Drew, and he needs yeah. it, man. Like, not to be that guy, but it's been three years since he's been a face, and I think he cuts better promos too as a heel. I, everyone always says it seems easier to be a heel. You know, obviously I'm not there, but everyone we talk about. We always reference them better as a heel, like Seth. Yeah, and I think I think they have enough baby faces on that show. Like on Raw, there's there's more than enough baby faces in the show. Because yeah, I think I think I think Drew would be a good one. I guess we'll see. But um, yeah, I think it was a good match. Good start to the show. Um, I know I've said it on here, so I'm going to speak of it. Like I said, if this this didn't main event, blah blah blah. Like it's not. It doesn't mean shit. but opening's a good way to go. But as we saw, it's kind of crazy, man. Both companies had a world title match this weekend, and neither main evented. Yeah, it's 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 a little weird because I and again, like we were talking about the scrum earlier, and Tony Khan. I was just, I listened to the whole thing. Tony Khan made a very yeah. good point. He was like, "Listen, all the double or nothings. Last year's double or nothing. Stadium Stampede was the headline match. The world title match was before it." Uh, 2021, I believe they headlined with the world title. And then 2020, the world title was the one match before the Anarchy in the Arena match. So it's like, yeah, they were asking him about it. Hey, do you feel like, you know, your world title should have been? He was like, I, we've done this already like four times on, on this, this show, just this pay-per-view. So yeah, this is like kind of like a thing that we've done. So, and even MJF, they asked him and he don't you see what MJF said afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> you know what he said about it? Yeah. He was like, I'm not gonna be. I don't want to be fucking rolling around in Moxley's blood, blood. and fucking Wheeler Euler's blood. Fuck that. I don't want to be yeah. doing that shit. And <laughs> this the, is thing hilarious. Is, the thing is, too, I think because I can defend both companies not doing it to be honest, and it has to do with storylines. Like in the WWE side, Roman, no matter what he's doing, is the hottest storyline. And you had Sami Zayn there. Like that's a big factor in it too. Like right. with him, you know, with his culture and everything over there. Like that played a massive part. I think. And then on the AEW side, I've texted you. I've gone on rants about it. But I went. I was at Double Nothing last year. And Anarchy in the Arena is easily in the top five just best things I've ever seen live as a professional wrestling fan. Like, there were points, like, when they were in the crowd. I probably said this on the post-Double or Nothing show last year. But we weren't, like, super high up or anything. But I remember, like, telling my girl, like, yo, I'll be right back. And I ran down the stairs to get the videos being, like, that close to uh, Danielson and Jericho. And then wow. when Wild Thing just didn't stop playing, which I'm going to get into that after. I thought the band wasn't that good, but we'll speak on that after. Yeah. But, um, so I, like, knew, I was like, yo, like, you, like, not to say the other four guys couldn't or Seth and AJ couldn't, but. Like, and I think both had a very compelling cases why they were the main event. Yeah. Yeah. Like 100%. And uh, the thing is, too, with. Dude, with, fucking, was it? One of the fucking young bucks had like a fucking firework. Hey, bro, look, we're going to get into that shit when it comes out with that. Day. Yeah, Listen, yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah. But again, the way this pay per view ended, like, I understand. Like, can you imagine they would have had to come out and had a title match after that? Like, there's no, no, bro. You, that, that angle, that was the end of the show, bro. That's it. Tune in next week to see what happens with Jay Uso. And, you know, that was it. You don't want to put something on after that. So I I understand why they, why they did it. Maybe, maybe you didn't have to have it first. You could have had it right before, but 
Again, there were rumors out there that Seth had to jump on a plane and go for filming, so maybe that was part of it. I don't know. But that is one thing I will say. They could have definitely had it, like, right after Brock and Cody, but... Yeah, for sure. Um, Then next, with a surprising outcome and interference, and a good match, in my opinion, Trish Stratus having her first singles match match since the Charlotte match. 2019 defeated Becky Lynch. With the help of Zoe Stark. I absolutely I, love that. I love it. Yes. I love it. Yes. I love it. And it's crazy because Zoe was one of the few I followed. But what's the name of her finisher? Because that thing's fucking dope. Yeah. I don't know what it's oh, called. Oh, the Z360. Um, Z360. Okay. She fucked up Becky with that. <laughs> she sure did. And uh, So I don't know if it was, I think, it was that. Because I, when I watched the replay, she hit her with it. And then I was trying to, like, watch, and Becky gets slid into the ring. She still wasn't bleeding. Then Trish hits her with that um, modified freaking uh, bulldog, whatever the fuck she, a stratisfaction, yeah, I guess the, she calls uh, it. Stratisfaction. Um, yeah. So I don't know if maybe that caused her to start bleeding, because she wasn't bleeding before she hit her with that um, that move. Like, if you go back and look at it, she, she wasn't bleeding immediately. But it yeah. could have just been a delayed thing, but I, I don't know if it was either or, so. Yeah. She dude, nailed her with that so fucking knee, reasons. though. <laughs> yeah. She nailed her. I love this for so many reasons, right? I love it because you, I see a lot in this. One, I will never get mad at seeing Trish Stratus on my TV screen. Um, I love how she's getting like a low-key final run, too. Yeah. As a heel, I think she'll eventually do something like her last, last match. Even though I don't think there's a true last match in wrestling. Right. I think whenever she does, she'll probably go to the face side, I would assume. I don't think she'd go out as a heel. I could be wrong, though, to Becky, maybe. But you just love it because who else is better there to get a rub from than fucking Trish Stratus? You know what I mean? So Zoe and Becky are probably going to have a match on a pay-per-view, I would hope at least. Um, So that's dope there. And I think Becky's kind of getting to that category now where – like, I wouldn't be surprised if she was ever a champion again. Like, not like that, but, like, where she's giving back and starting to put people over. Yeah. You know, like, Zoe came out of that match the best, in my opinion, yeah. and she wasn't even in the match. Oh, but yeah. Becky and Trish both look phenomenal. Their ring gear. Becky had the kill bill. Trish is just absolutely beautiful. Yeah. You know what I mean? Still say yes. I thought this was really good, man. I was very happy with this. Um, I was – one of the things I was really shocked at was how much better of a wrestler Trish is now – than she's ever been. Like, she's a, almost like a more better technical wrestler now than she ever was when she was, like, in her prime, quote-unquote. You, know, you could take, you could say she's in her prime now. I mean, she looks great. Um, yeah. Her character work is excellent. Her heel, her heel, her heelish nature and all that's excellent. I've enjoyed it. So, if people are not, uh, that's, up, that's up to them. But I really, really like this match. I thought it was a very good match. Um, and Zoe Stark, I fucking love Zoe Stark. I love her as the bruiser. Yeah. I love her as the muscle bodyguard slash whatever you want to call for Trish Stratus. That's like when I saw her pop up, because, you know, sometimes you're like, what the fuck is she doing here? Or he, what the fuck is he doing here? But when I yeah. saw her, I was like, oh, shit, Zoe Stark, this is fucking dope. This is dope. Um, so I was super happy to see her. Um, yeah, because she's been facing, thing, she's been squashing people on Raw too. She's been killing people. She's been coming out and killing people. Um, she's the only thing she's that definitely got people. Oh yeah, the only thing that bothers me is like when I see that, 
I'm like, why, why, how did you fumble Shayna Baszler so bad? Because it's basically Shayna Baszler. You know what I mean? I mean, Zoe's a little more physical, I would say, because yeah. uh, Shayna's more technical. It's like I bring up Shayna Baszler every fucking podcast. <laughs> but it's like, I know she's doing the thing with Ronda right now, so they're going to end up with the tag titles. But damn, bro. They're fighting for She should have her own run. That, ma- that match is tonight. Yeah. Fatal yeah, I might have to watch Raw, bro. I might might have to have the game on the on the tablet. Yeah, no, I, it seems like from reports, um, it's good. I think they're having um, Ricochet and hey, Strowman's hurt, right? Think is he so, hurt? Yeah, 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 hurt? yeah, I think he is. I was wondering like, what the fuck is Braun Strowman. Ricochet's fighting someone for the Money in the Bank qualifying match, which on paper looks like Ricochet will win. And then the other one, Shinsuke and... Please not Miz. No, no. I don't think it's Miz. No, it's... Oh, Bronson Reed. Shinsuke versus Bronson Reed. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to watch that. Yeah. I don't think they said any on the women's side yet. I could be wrong. But anyway, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So, yeah. I think this is awesome. I'm excited to generally see where this goes. Um, Yeah. But then next, we had Gunther defending the Intercontinental Champion, defeating uh, Ali. Good match. If there, we was, all knew if the there was ever an outcome that was never in doubt, it was this match. Yeah, and it's not just because it's Ali either. Like, Gunther's just that fucking dude right now. Um, yeah. We praise Gunther a lot. Um, I think Gunther's going to win the Rumble next year, man. I really think he's going to be in a main event match at Mania next year. That dude's just not a roll. You know what I was thinking about Gunther? What? How would you feel if he? And I'm not saying I, I've heard anything or or whatever, but how would you feel if he wins the Rumble, right? And then he comes out on Raw and he's like, "Listen, I don't even know. I don't know why I thought of this, but like, how would you feel if he like basically turns in the IC title?" And he's so like, he never I'm, loses it. I'm turning this in. No one's beating me. No one can beat me. No one will beat me for this title. Um, I'm gonna relinquish this title as the as the Royal Rumble winner because I'm now focused on Seth Rollins' heavyweight title or whatever title it is that he's gonna go after. I'm all about it, man. Because they did that good with Oscar. Because that's what they you did can't with beat him. You can't beat. Bro, if there's anybody right now that you cannot have on this back for a one, two, three, it's Gunther. You can't beat him. You cannot. It's, it sounds crazy, but him and Roman are in the same level. No one's over enough besides Cody to yeah. beat them. Yeah. You can't the only beat, person, you can't the beat only right person I could buy beating Gunther right now is maybe Drew with a really good story. Or he's on SmackDown now, but granted, we say that doesn't matter. It's Bobby because Bobby's just yeah. Bobby. You know what I mean? Like he's a freak of nature. But um, yeah, I didn't think this was bad. Like Ali got a little in. Um, you know, no, and 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 I will say this about the match. Um, I was I was glad to see Ali get a lot of offense. Like it wasn't just yeah. he went out there, he got killed. Because you know how it goes with the old regime. He would have went out there, he would have got chopped like six thousand times. He would have got thrown around, beaten, 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 and pinned. And that's not what happened. Walter gave him some shit. Walter bumped for him a lot, and Ali got up there. There was a few close calls, and and they had a match, and he just. Lost to the better men, which I'm yeah. perfectly fine with, bro. You know. Yeah, so on Wrestling Inc., uh, Jimmy Corderas, an old WWE referee, does the Monday Night Raw podcast. And he said there's a saying, and I kind of like it. We've probably said it on here, too. But he got over without going over. 
Yeah. And I kind of like that saying. Like, you know what I mean? Um, that's what it is because Ali was on a little push. He won this. So now we got to see what they do with him. Right. I mean, that's really where it matters because obviously Gunther yeah, hopefully is still they build gonna, on it. Yeah, Gunther's still going to be Gunther. I was low-key worried about him after last week, boy. Last week when Brock Lesnar Brock Lesnar like basically it. sunned him. That's, that was crazy, bro. I've never seen anything like that. That was some Vince McMahon shit right there. Like, I've never seen anything like I've never seen anybody get sunned so bad. Like, Ali got sunned last week, bro. That shit was nuts. Speaking of, well, I guess I'll ask it when we get to Brock. But I no, I'm going to ask it now. Are you just, like, the past two years since Brock's just been him, since he's came back. I'm digging, like, Brock just being Brock without having a Paul Heyman. Like, cowboy Brock yeah. talking shit. Big I fan. wasn't a big fan of the Undertaker cowboy thing he did, no, like, no, two weeks ago. I, I don't know what the fuck that was, why he was coming out with the big trench coat. and the, the, I was like, what is this look? But other than that, I've been enjoying his 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 run um, the last year or two. Like, he's been, you know, without the mouthpiece, you worried that, you know, this guy can't really cut a promo. That shit that he did last week with Cody, where he had the big slice on his head and he had yeah. co- threw Cody through the fucking table and he was like, "Look at my face." Yeah. I was like, "Okay, that's a fucking scary dude, bro. That's a big scary man." Like that well, was because... fucking. Oh, sorry. No, but, good. You're good. Yeah, he, he, um, and I hate to bring up Brock. So we're gonna talk about the match, but it's just like he's. I got sick of the old Brock. Granted, he was still putting on bangers, like the one with AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Like, he had some great matches, but I was tired of the crew cut. Brock Lesnar come out with his Suplex City shirt with the different town, the Jimmy Johns yeah. on the back with the black sweatpants. He had no personality. There was yeah, no. He just he was just like a, granted, Heyman was carrying it, you know what I mean? Yeah. But you could only hear the rain. Even though I always get a pop out of it, but you can only hear Paul Heyman say so many times the raining, defending. Like, yeah. You can only. So I think this like rejuvenated his career in a fucked up way. But anyway, yeah, yeah. Um, next, in the shocker of the night, in my opinion, um, Oscar defeats Bianca Belair to become the new Raw Women's Champion. Yeah, will you I go like first here? I like it. I like it. It was uh, unexpected, and it's funny because I was like, this is one of those matches where like I was watching it, but not really because. I was like, yeah, she's not going to Oscar's there's not and nothing's going to happen here. Like she's not going to beat her. So, I had I, if I would have been a betting man, I would have bet Bianca. money that Bianca was retaining and I was just there like doing other shit. I was texting, I was fucking looking at other shit while I had the shit on and I was like, okay. And then I literally was paying attention right when cuz I was like, what the hell is she doing with her? Like she was like digging in her mouth and apparently that missed spot, she missed it. She missed the miss spot. <laughs> like, like apparently she was supposed to hit that that spot. I, it, to me, it looked like she missed it, and it was part of the the match. It, it didn't look like a botch to me, but apparently it was. Supposedly, that's what they're saying online. Um, she was supposed to hit her with that miss, and then you know beat her that way. I think what they did was fucking brilliant. I that was fucking was brilliant. Was yeah, clever. it was much better than the the miss spot. Um, it was a brilliant way to 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 execute that shit. Um, and look, man, Bianca, I keep saying this. I need heel Bianca. Give me heel Bianca. She's great at it. It's time. It's time. She's been a baby face for a long fucking time. Um, she's been a baby face since she's come onto the, like the main roster. So it's time for heel Bianca. And she's been kind of, 
you've been getting little dabs of it here and there, especially when she missed it her the last time. And she was like, I'm going to get my lick back. I'm going to get my lick back. Um, but she was all covered in that shit. Um, so you can see where she's getting that that spark of attitude back where she's like, nah, I'm not going to take this bullshit. So I'm ready for Hill Bianca. Uh, she had the longest, she, I think she has the longest women's title reign, no? Like oh, ever. Just, just about, yeah. I think she, I think she had just crossed it. So yeah. cool. She crossed it. She has the record now. She's the standard. She made history. I, I see no issues with her dropping the title. And you could tell that was Triple H's motive. He wanted her to, you know what I mean? But I don't know about you, but obviously, I don't know. Maybe this somehow we do the title change bullshit. I'm not sure. Um, Cause I don't even know. Cause so Oscar's on SmackDown. She's yeah. on SmackDown and she has the Raw title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. now I'm going to give them like two weeks, three the most to give, give something here with this. But anyway, tonight they need to do this tonight. They need, I, you got a lot of shit going on. You got, you got, uh, Money in the bank coming up. You got a lot of shit happening right now. Listen, nip this shit in the bud right now. Yeah. We're taking the names off the titles. It is now the women's heavyweight and the SmackDown yeah. championship. Whatever. That yeah. just changed the names. That's all you got to do. And it works out perfect. The reason why is because Asuka can be the WWE women's champion to be with the undisputed WWE champion. And then Rhea can be the world women's champion. Yeah. And I think that's just perfect. Um, but, dude, one thing I want to see, hopefully at SummerSlam, now that one's leaning more towards being a babyface and Asuka's clearly a heel, Triple H, please give me EO and Asuka at SummerSlam. Oh, yeah. I don't know if he can if he can make it wait till Mania somehow. I'm with that, too. Um, but I would 100% be game for that at SummerSlam. Yeah, I'm down. Because we we saw it once already, right? When EO first first came back, I think they did. They had that greatest the greatest promo ever when they were just yelling at each other in Japanese. That was fucking the greatest. Let's run that back on a baka 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 baka. (laughs) Oscar's awesome, man. I'm enjoying this new Oscar. I think Oscar's the perfect person to beat Bianca because she's besides Rhea Ripley, she's the most believable. Yeah, and let me tell you something. I'm not. I'm not a person. So I have a personal Instagram page, and I have a my podcast Instagram page. So on my personal Instagram page, I only follow friends and family, and blah 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 blah. But if you like following wrestlers, and you are not following Oscar on social media, you really you're fucking up. She She's is funny. hilarious, man. That fucking chick is hilarious. She just posted a the Homer and, and she Yo. And she posts such the weirdest out of context shit that like I, I like who even thinks of this shit? Yeah. And she just posted this video today with the Homer Simpson thing, and it was like, yo, that's fucking funny, man. Like she's so for hilarious. The, so for those who didn't see it, go to Oscar's page. So it's Oscar on like a cartoon phone. Yeah, she's on a phone. Oscar. And then Homer Simpson, and she says nothing at first. Then Homer Simpson picks up and she goes, "No one is ready." <laughs> and it's such a stupid, it's such a stupid video. But like, I laugh like that shit popped me. And she does shit like that all the time. Like she does ill photoshops. Yeah, like she's she, bro. She's hilarious, bro. If you're not following and her, you you really should. This is and this is what pisses me off. What wrestling fans though to bring up negativity quick. Remember after Mania, I know you and I like snipped it in the butt. We we're on the same page, but everyone after Mania was like. 
Asuka's mad. Asuka's going to leave WWE. Blah, blah, blah. She's not happy because she probably posted cryptic tweets in character. Yeah. And now, look, she's the champion who defeated the longest reigning champion. Um, yeah, man. Murder clown. Welcome back. But speaking speaking of not long, next we had Rhea Ripley destroy. I, I don't understand this. Nat- Natalia in 69 seconds. So, obviously, we this was the obviously the most obvious outcome in the match, right? And this is where I low-key feel bad for Natalia. Because it's like, I get maybe why you did it because you want Rhea to look dominant, but I'm trying to think. And you want her to beat Natalia, who's a very, very, like, well-grizzled yeah, veteran. Established. Like, of, yeah, established Hall of Fame. So it's a good notch to have under your belt, even if you know she's not going to win. But and I love me some Selena Vega. Like, as a person, she seems like a great woman. I love her as a performer, but I get it. You were in Puerto Rico, but how is Selena Vega going to put up more of a fight than the town? Yeah, she, I get it, Dominic. I get, I get it, Dominic got involved, um, which we have to bring up Dominic and Rhea in tomorrow's yeah. show. Oh, yeah. We're going to speak about. But um, anyway, we'll, we'll wait for that. But I don't know, man. I think, that, like, I just don't get it. Natalia and her could have had a good 10-minute match. Because Natalia is a hell of a performer. Like, I'll say this. Like, she, I don't like when she's challenging for titles, and it's not because it's her. It's just because you know the fucking outcome. Like, those are a very like, – kind of, like, you thought Bianca and Asuka was a very predictable. So, I can yeah. only imagine what you were thinking for this. Yeah. But it's like, you know, at least give us a wrestling match. Like, yeah, I'm happy for Rhea, but I yeah. don't know. I wasn't not saying this is a Natalia deserves better thing. but like, No, I mean, I, look, I, I wasn't thinking a two-minute smash. That's not what I was thinking. Uh, and it's just, I, again, when we were talking about this when it happened, I felt like maybe like Asuka and Bianca ran long or something, or one of these other matches maybe ran a little longer than they were supposed to, and they had to cut time somewhere, so they cut it from this match. Because, come on, bro, you, you fly these women out there. <laughs> it was Natalia's birthday. Literally, it was her birthday yes, uh, on, on Saturday. And you yeah. just flew her up there to get to destroy the shit out of her, slam her into two different uh little ring steps and, and Peter and destroyer. Like the only thing I can think of is that they ran out of time somewhere. So um I'm gonna go with that because I I don't understand why they you gave uh Zelina Vega a bunch of offense and uh, not for nothing, but you know, with all due respect, Natalia looks a little more intimidating than Zelina Vega. She's supposed just to be a better performer. She's supposed to be like the female Bret Hart. I know she's Jim Neidhart's daughter, but they kind of yeah. play her like that submission specialist, the veteran, the crafty veteran. And for her to just get destroyed is just, I don't get it. There, I'm assuming there was a reason for it, but uh, I wasn't a we, big fan. No. Um, yeah, there's not really much more to say about this one. What so can I guess you say? We can move on. Literally, Dominic uh, was next... like, "You have no chance. You yeah, have like... zero chance." And he, well, he was fucking right. But next, we had Brock Lesnar defeat Cody Rhodes. Um, so good match. Yeah, I don't know which one I liked better though. This or Backlash? Um, he did the whole Kamara pass out thing. And I get it because, like, it wasn't a choke, so why'd you pass out? But, like, I get it, <sighs> but I don't. And it's, you know what I mean? I wasn't a big fan of that finish. I wasn't, like, I think 
because if this goes a third, we're going to assume Cody wins the third. So Cody could have just taken the L like from an F five, like. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah, Brock, it's it, Brock Lesnar. Look, I, I like you know what I mean. Like there's there's no shame in losing to Brock Lesnar. Really? I mean, I saw a lot of people complaining. It's like, dude, how do you, bro? People were literally posting like WebMD, fucking. They were searching shit on WebMD. Can you pass out from pain? And can you pass out from a Kimura? And can? And I'm like, listen, guys. Either it's all fucking stupid, or none of it is stupid. Like you can't sit here and pick and choose. It's wrestling, bro. Now, I know I've heard of people passing out from pain, like intense fucking pain, so much so that your system goes into like shock and you pass out. I know I've heard of that before. So that's the story. This dude's got a broken arm. Now, granted, that first Kimura lock was on a very long time. (laughs) I felt like he had that first Kimura on for like 10 minutes. Uh, it was a little much, you know what I'm saying? He took forever for him to get out of that shit. But, um, yeah, man, he put him in a second one. The guy's got a broken arm. He passed out. That's the story they chose to tell, and I was fine with it. I don't see the big uproar why people are fucking all upset. And I don't know, bro. I don't get it. But You know, you know what I wanted them to bring back here? And if you remember, there was a lot of backlash. Jericho was pissed about it. But remember when Randy Orton and Brock Lesnar fought at SummerSlam 2016 and Brock was just elbowing yeah. him and then, like, it made him bleed? Like, that's something they should have done there. Like, they should have had Brock, like, beat the piss out of him at the end. And yeah. Cody loves his blood. So let's get – because Cody made Brock bleed, so now you can kind of do the vice versa thing. Honestly. I think that would have been a – I think that would have been a better ending. Like, opinion. honestly, a ref, has, a ref stoppage would have probably been better. We had a ref stoppage this weekend on a show that we're going to talk about later that made no fucking sense. But definitely, I think a ref stoppage would have been better if the, the you know, I mean, again, they're not a fan of purposeful blood on WWE. You know, they're not doing that shit, even though it's funny that all these reports are coming out that they don't want to do blood. They don't want to do blood. And I think I've seen more blood in WWE in the last like six months, like low key, like unintentional blood. <laughs> I think I've seen more unintentional blood in WWE in the past six months than I've seen like in years. But Fuck, Finn Balor made a shirt because of it. <laughs> for real. Um, yeah. Because uh, that, that Becky, maybe they don't... we kind of passed over uh, that, but that Becky, that was bad. Like she, her whole yeah. face was covered in blood. Like she was gushing blood out of her face. So, um, but yeah, again, Cody was in, Cody I think was the in the back probably would have been the better way to go for this instead of him just kind of passing out. But whatever, you know, it's. They got a story and they're telling it, so I'm just gonna go with it. I enjoyed the match. And I'll though. say, yeah, and I'll say this because we've obviously done trilogies with Lesnar and Roman, as we know. I'm so far enjoying this trilogy. Yeah. Like I am. Like I'm, you know, like Brock's doing good on his part. Cody can obviously kill a promo, so you got to think it's gonna escalate tonight. Um, I don't. I didn't see reports yet. But I'd like to think this ha- the third one happens at SummerSlam and not Money in the Bank. Yeah, um, probably. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised as like corny as it is, kind of like what Brock did earlier. I wouldn't be surprised if Cody is in Money in the Bank, like the match itself, and he's that heavy favorite because he's Cody Rhodes, and Brock comes out, f fives him, and he doesn't win. Which that's a good way to keep it going. It's not a bad way to keep it going, but I think that's the obvious way they're going to go with this. Yeah, I mean, like, I will. I don't see Cody winning 
money in the bank. Um, I don't know. I'm hearing a lot of rumors of a lot of people who are heavy favorites. I know, it's, I and that's, and it's good because you don't have a clear-cut person who they're going to, you know, force down your throat that's going to win. Yeah, I so. heard. So I've heard Cody was one. LA I Knight. Heard Gunther was one. I heard LA Knight. That's who I personally want. I've heard even Dominic was one. Yeah. Um, which I don't know how I – I want to say, like, you got to give Dominic. Not saying he deserves it, but, like, I don't know. He's been doing good in this Judgment Day shit. So I would have put, I I like, put the U.S. title on him because that belt, you know. I know Austin Theory right now is the the man with that belt or whatever, but before like they solidified that it was Austin Theory's belt, like it was bouncing around back and forth to fucking people. That would, they should have put that shit on Dominic for a little bit. I mean, yeah, it would have been nice to be able to put it on him now because you're not gonna put the IC title on him right now. That's just not gonna happen. I'd be happy. I know you might not like this because you're a big fan of him, but and I can see why. But I wouldn't even mind like him and Priest as the tag champs. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. I hope to see Priest and Money in the Bank, though. I want to see him, like, in the match. Yeah. I'd be cool with him winning, too, obviously. Hell but, yeah. Um, yeah. But then, um, moving on, our main event for Night of Champions. Uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens retain the Undisputed World Tag Team titles against Roman and G- uh, in Solo. Good match. As we said, Sami came out to a massive pop. Um, I forget what it's exactly called, so I don't want to be ignorant, but wearing, like, know whatever attire um i don't even want but um, yeah and then cutting that promo in arabic which i thought was dope had no idea what he was saying but you know them like they've never heard that before there so they got a huge pop out of that um yeah i thought it was a good match like the match did good um you know roman had his spots everyone kind of got their shit in i like to think but I want to say I didn't know what the outcome was going to be because any match Roman Reigns in, you don't know. Um, So I was happy to see um, them retain. And there were some good photos that were taken. I don't know if you saw Sammy on the turnbuckle when Roman was on the ground. I was still for but we got to talk about what happened after the match. You know, because the Usos came out. They got involved. That ended up resulting in them not winning. And then (laughs) my man Jimmy Uso hit Roman with two old super kicks. And Jay was screaming Joe. He wasn't screaming Roman. And just when this thing could not take another turn, my friend it does. Jimmy. So, you know, storytelling, man. The the storytelling in this saga, that's because that's what it is. This is a saga that's just ongoing for years. Um, You know, when when Jimmy first got hurt and he was out of the picture and it was just Jay and Roman had to humble Jay to the point where he wore him down to the point to turn him into the right-hand man. Then Jimmy came back and Jimmy was like, man, what the fuck? You, you like Roman's bitch. Remember he used to have that nobody's, nobody's bitch. bitch shirt. Nobody's bitch. And then Roman had to fucking file him down and get him in line. And then he became literally like, like Jimmy's always been like on board. Like after that shit happened, Jimmy was just on board for a year. At least for like a year and a half, he's been on board. Even with he's the been, Sam, even with the Sammy turn, yeah, he was in on. He's been right there. He's just like taking orders. Yes, tribal chief, we gonna do this. You got it. Everything tribal chief, tribal chief. Even though Jay, with the whole Sammy thing, he was like the pit bull. Like you never knew what Jay was gonna do. Or is he gonna turn? Is he gonna do this and that? And then they finally united, and now it's Jimmy's reverted back to his old ways and now it's it's just dude 
this story is just just when you think it's like what you just said just when you think like it's they can't really do anything else now here's another wrinkle because now i don't know what the fuck is gonna happen on this smackdown yo smackdown on friday is a must see episode they're having the 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 um thousand day celebration Rikishi's tweeting some weird shit. Yes, I was just going to say that. So I don't know if they're going to have Sika and Afa and Rikishi and everybody there. I don't know what's going on, but something's going to happen. And that shit is must-see TV. Like, I'm really looking forward to Friday because this story, the layers of this story just keep getting better and better. And the best part is there's no world title around this part right now. This is just family. Yeah. Yeah, I hope so, Kishi, Afa, and Seeker are healthy enough. If that is the plan. Yeah, I, I'd love to see them. That'd be great. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. You dude. were saying that you had an idea for a match. I think did you say something about a tag match? You're talking about it earlier yeah, uh, so in the pre-show. Roman and Solo versus the Usos. Okay. Because Roman's scheduled to work money in the bank and SummerSlam. Oh, okay. So what would you think about a we just saw one this weekend which was probably one of the best ones I've ever seen a four-way match I'm all in I and all whoever in. wins is the motherfucking tribal chief you want to be the tribal yeah, chief 100% you want to take this from me then we're going to have a four-way match and whoever wins is the fucking man like I yes. would Stupid to say, but I would pay money to see that. I, I, I would want to see that. That would be a yeah. I a, think that would be a bro. That would be a. I think if they go that way, that's gonna be nuts. So that's why it should happen on Friday. Because you know when Solo eventually fucking hits that spike on Roman, that's gonna be massive. Oh yeah, because yeah. that's gonna happen. Um, and it's crazy because the way they're doing the storyline, I don't think it's going to be. But if any of those three were the one to beat Roman, I'd even be cool with that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, so the way they're going with it, yeah, like you said, I'll, now granted, we'll see what they deliver. But kind of raw and SmackDown this week, even, and then we're going to talk about Dynamite next. All three shows are kind of must-see this week. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. You know what I mean? And that's good. That's what should happen after a pay-per-view. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, overall, I thought the show was good. This is an A show for me. Yeah. This is an yeah, A show I for me. Uh, aside from, you know, the natty thing that I didn't understand, uh, you started the show off hot, and I didn't, none of these matches for me were like, oh, okay, this match is what it, no, it was probably oh, the Rhea Ripley and Natty match. If it would have went like eight to 10 minutes, we would have been like, okay, dude, like, can we hurry this the fuck up? Like, I don't think anybody would have, you know, I don't think anybody was opposed. I think we were more shocked than anything of what happened. But I don't think anybody was like, I wanted to see 10 minutes of Natty and, and, and Rhea. Yeah. So um, the main event was great. I see why they went with that. Uh, again, the only nitpick I would say is that they could have had the World Heavyweight Championship match like before the, the main event, event, you know, co-main event type shit. But uh, listen, this is an A show for me. I yeah, very same. much enjoyed the show. Where do you rank this with WWE shows for the year? So, um, so I think right now my number one is Mania Night One. That that might be my favorite so far. Yeah, that's going to be hard to 
There's no, I don't think there's yeah, any beating that. There. I don't think there's any yeah, beating that this year, unless I don't know. I mean, I say that, but you never know. But Mania Night One was fucking like Mania Night One was phenomenal. It really yeah. was. So, but um, so do you like? Do you think this was better than Backlash? Um, and it's more fresh in my memory. Um, yeah. I don't know. I I don't, I don't want to. I mean, we just I just saw it this weekend, so I don't want to say. And let me put it ahead of backlash or anything. But I, it's an A show for me. I mean, yeah. eventually in a couple. I mean, we're already heading into fucking June, bro. So we're gonna be doing our mid year show pretty soon. So we're gonna have yeah. to tally all these things down. But I definitely, this is definitely an A show for me. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. A show. Um, they delivered. Um. Yeah, I can't really bitch about it. Like I said, I enjoyed watching it. Um, I just can't wait to see what's next with it. Like it was, like I said earlier, the Saudi shows have been on a roll. Yeah. Um, you know, but I think that does this then for the WWE side. So now we'll move on to last night. We had AEW, Double or Nothing. Um, essentially, they're kind of mania, the fifth one in company's history, which is crazy to think about that it's already the fifth one. I didn't realize it until I know. Tony said it in the scrum. Yeah. Um, but... You know, they were in Las Vegas, Nevada, um, good a good city. Um, the only one gripe I had about the show before we get in, and we were tech, the crowd sucked. You only had one gripe? <laughs> well, okay. I, I have a few. The big one to me. <laughs> I have a few gripes. So this is, this, is, this is my thing, and I think we might have talked about this off air, maybe even on air. So, like I said, I went to this show literally last year. And it was one of my favorite shows I've seen live. I had a fucking blast. I seen Punk win the title. Like, all, everything was cool, right? But, like, the crowd was electric as fuck when I went. And it's like, this crowd sucked. Yeah, I don't like, know. Like, I get it. There's that, there's that photo going around of the hard cam side having, like, no seat. Which, the only thing I'll say is last year when I went, that was not a thing. Every seat was filled in that motherfucker. Oh, wow. Okay. I, I, I will say that. Every seat was filled. Like, that... Because I definitely would have taken a photo and like sent it to you or whoever, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, but everyone says it, man. Vegas is a hard town to sell. That's why WWE doesn't really. I mean, honestly, if that's the way it is, they need to get the fuck out of there. Because well, yeah. So I saw a thing today. They left like a thousand tickets left. So I think they had ten thousand in change, crazy. and it can fill. What the fuck did they not sell that out? Which that's the crazy thing. I don't get, man, because they've sold it out. So they've been there. They went there in 2019, 2020. So this is their third time there. And the other two were sold out. The first one obviously was going to sell out. It was the first thing. And then, um, like I said, when I went last year, that bitch was sold out. Um, hate to be that guy. I don't know if it's the CM Punk effect. Um, but, uh, you know, we could we could dive down there forever. But that was a, I don't know, man. I just felt the crowd just was not that good for this show. And it bothers me because it's like, you know, you spend your money to like be there, sit there like, quietly. Like it was fucking weird. Yeah, like, yeah, like have fun. Like, I feel as adults, like that's your time to be a kid. If when you're at at the show, it's almost like you know, the. Uh, I don't know if this happens, and this is a segue. I don't know if this happens with Boston because again, I, I'm a I'm a Knicks fan, but I I don't really pay too much attention to like other teams. But there's a thing that happens with the Knicks where. During the regular season, MSG is always sold out. But it's always sold out. Always. Mm-hmm. 
And you have these rabid fucking Nick fans who go to these games and they lose their fucking mind, you know, whether we win, whether we lose, whatever. And then as the playoffs start, you start seeing more and more fair weather fans and more and more celebrities and these tickets get bought up by people who just want to get in on the hype train and the crowd level goes down. Now you got a a too cool for the room crowd of people who can't get up and fucking scream and lose their mind. And you can tell if you watch the Knicks all season, you can tell, you know, when you have like your star crowd is in the house because you can tell that shit's like very quiet for most of the game. Yeah. Regular season when it's a hype game and it's Knicks in Boston and we're going into overtime, you've seen it. Crowd is going fucking bananas. But when you get into nah, it, so Celtics Boston's not really like that. I'd say like, you'll see it tonight. It's going to be fucking loud as shit. The game. Yeah. But, um, you know, one thing I thought of about this show instantly, um, before it even started. And then you saw the logo, so, UFC, the home of UFC is the T-Mobile Arena. Right. UFC is owned by Endeavor. Endeavor is about to fully purchase WWE. Yeah. So, is this the last time we might see double or nothing there? Might or be. If, if that's going to be the way it is. If that's going to be the way it is with that crowd, then fuck them. They don't fucking deserve the show. Go somewhere where you're going to have a... Yeah, granted they could go to MGM Grand, but... Yeah. um. That, no, but just do you think like that's something that could happen? I think so. Just and Tony made a joke about that shit too, which was funny in the scrum. He was like, "Well, I guess a uh, a partnership with the UFC is out of the question." And everybody started laughing. Yeah. I was like, "Bro, this guy, this guy's low key." Like the T-Mobile, yeah, because the T-Mobile Arena literally is the home of UFC. Like all the big UFC fights are there. Like yeah. that, like Dan. I don't know if Dan knew that, but he sent it in the group chat with the UFC logo, and it's like. Yeah, like that, that yeah. that's their place. You know what I mean? Um Yeah, I don't know, but we'll see. But going in, the first match we had Orange Cassidy retain the international championship in the twenty man casino battle royal. You know, Bef- I'm never gonna um, be mad seeing OC. Before win, you before but- you go in on this match, do you wanna kinda touch on the <laughs> Jeff Hardy pre show uh debacle oh, yeah, that's been going you, on? I, that, that's all you. I didn't watch that, so that's all you. I just so- saw um, there was a pre-show match and it was a trios match. And when they said, uh, we're getting ready to, uh, ladies and gentlemen, this next match is a trios match. I thought it was house of black and I was pissed because they announced house of black. First of all, this show has been, this show has been booked aside from the, the two main events. The, the show was not booked. Great. Like, I can kind of understand why the crowd might have been a little bit dead for some things because they haven't done a good job of building. So they, cause they literally took house of black. They didn't announce it on dynamite. They didn't announce it on rampage. They announced it on Twitter that house of black is going to be on the pay-per-view doing an open challenge. That's not how you want to fucking no. promote your pay-per-view and one of your biggest attractions. Okay. Especially your champions. So when they had the guns come out with uh, Ethan page, I was like, I swear to God, if this is the house of black, I'm going to fucking throw my TV through the wall. Luckily, it was the Hardys and um, Hook, Mister pa- Mister Pre-Show Hook. So, yeah, literally. Um, there was a there was a part in this match where Jeff Hardy goes to do the Whisper in the Wind, which, if you don't know what the Whisper in the Wind is, is when he runs up the turnbuckle and jumps off the top of the turnbuckle backwards and does that spinning kind of like plancha move. 
and he runs up to the turnbuckle and completely misses the top turnbuckle with his leg and just crumples to the ground. Um, now, there have been a lot of people who've been saying that he was just selling and that was part of the match and that was supposed to happen because uh, he was selling the knee injury because I guess because I was not even really watching that match. I have no desire to watch the Hardys do anything at this point. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm very thankful for them for everything they've done. But bro, it's 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 over. It's you're done. You're washed. It's over. There's no. I have no desire to see them do anything. So, um, if they want to do cinematic matches and shit, cool. But wrestling, uh, no, thank you. Um, yeah, I'm over it. So again, they were saying that he was selling the angle. Could have been. To me, it looked like he fucked up. They both did not look good. They both look like they were in pain. Like, I feel bad watching them. They literally look like they're in pain all the time when they're wrestling. And, like, I don't want to see it. It's like a fucking, when you have a dog that's, like, 16 years old and, like, you're keeping you it alive. You just got to put him down. You're, you're keeping this poor dog alive because you you can't part with the dog, but it's suffering. And it's like, you, you, you it's I'm sorry, it's over. It, you can't do this. So if, if it was a fact that he botched, they got to retire, bro. They got to retire. I don't want no yeah. final run. I, I don't want no final run. I don't need a final run. I don't need a final title run. If they want to do something where they like, they go on a run and they get a title shot and they lose at a pay per view and that's it. Okay, but I don't need to see them yeah. with the belts. And that's my. That's all I have to say about that. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I hate to be that guy, but they've won a world title, tag title everywhere. I see it happening. But um, for going into the battle royal. I do have some gripes here. I love me some OC. I thought he was hysterical in the yeah. scrum. Like, just didn't give yeah. a fuck. Just threw the title, broke the thing. Yeah. He, he seems like he's just a cool-ass dude in general. Yeah. Um, he's like, I don't know. Maybe go lose some money. <laughs> they were like, do you think you're the, the best wrestler in the world? He was like, no. Nope. <laughs> nope. Not even close. Yeah. He's, he's fucking awesome, Orange Cassidy. So I'm not mad he won, but... I'm going to be that guy here. So if people come from my head, why the fuck was Jay White in a battle royal? And then to get ceremon- unceremoniously thrown out. like, Yeah, not even like the final four. You just so this is where I get mad because everyone kept saying, and you and I both here were on the show, like, we don't care where he goes. Like, cool, wherever. But everyone kept saying, he'll be a fucking... Now, granted, he still has plenty of time. But it's just like... I don't know, man. The dude just debuted. This is like you couldn't have gave him and Ricky like a match on this or whoever. Um, so it's kind of I don't know. I was really bummed that he was in this and didn't at least come down to the final four, like give my man a spot. He was just a guy in a battle royal, in my opinion. Yeah, that's I hate probably saying my, it, but he was probably one of my two, one of the two biggest gripes that I had with this fucking battle royal. Um, and it's it's only because he's new. Like, you know what I mean? If he's been in the company for a while, like, see, Keith Lee, right? I'm one of them. I knew, well, not because there's still time, but I was one of them. I was like, yo, cool, he's there. He's not going to really do a big thing. Like, I just knew he wasn't. And now look at him. But, um, and I'm a big Keith Lee fan, mind you. But I just knew it. But, and then, like, Swerve, like, he couldn't have won. And I'm like, like, everyone's clamoring at the way Orange Cassidy beat him with, like, that slow kick. And cool, that's funny and all, but, like, that's how you eliminate Swerve from the yeah. Battle Royal. Yeah. Like it's just a, eh. You know, I thought 
um, at the end there. I thought Swerve was, uh, I mean, I'm assuming he was going for like his stomp, but like on the outside. And I thought maybe they would yeah. do something where he reverses it and he falls out and he gets the win or whatever. But he just walked up to him and that little kick, like, I, look, man, a couple things about this battle royal that I just didn't like. First of all, you, you, <laughs> dude, first of all, and this goes back to even last week, bro. Last week, Orange Cassidy took two back to back tombstone pile drivers, bro. And then, and then after that, he took a fucking avalanche falcon arrow, okay, which is a top rope, basically a Michinoku driver from the top rope. And he kicked out of that shit. So at this point, this guy's like Superman. Like, no one can fucking beat this guy. So if you're leading to something like Forbidden Door, where maybe you're going to have, like, Will Ospreay beat him for the belt, okay, you know, fine. But I feel like the match at Forbidden Door is Omega and Ospreay, but that's whatever. But it's like, bro, you have this guy in there with 21 other people, and he wins. (laughs) Like, come on, man. You would think, and and it's not like um, it's not like a regular Royal Rumble where people come out every fucking three minutes or whatever. So you're fighting. Everyone started off same time. Everyone's in there at the same time. So you would think everybody would be like, yo, you know what? Let's get this bitch ass motherfucker the fuck out of here, and one of us will be the new champion. But no, everybody's in there just doing whatever the fuck. And it protects him because he doesn't lose the. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you like got Jay White in there with. That's one thing I hate about battle royals. You, you got people in there with their tag team partners. Some people are in there with a trio, and they're losing. Like, how the fuck you got a three on one advantage? Like, there's yeah, three numbers. of you guys working together, or two of you guys working together. Like, how the fuck? That, like, I don't understand how people fucking lose like that. But to throw Jay White out and like it was literally like Juice Robinson out and Jay White out, like. Just threw them out in the middle of the match. Like, what is like? I don't understand the the what's going on here with this story. Like, why? You know, you had this match on Dynamite, which ended in a DQ. I thought immediately, okay, maybe this means they're gonna go on the pay per view and have like, uh, I don't know, maybe a last man standing or or you know whatever, some type of match. You know? Yeah. But no, nothing. They're in the battle royal, just a bunch of fucking faces in a battle royal, just fighting each other getting thrown out like to me when you get thrown out of a battle royal like that you just look like a jobber like Mm -hmm. you just look like a fucking jobber that's that's just how i feel so i just i didn't like i didn't hate it but it was just like dude i I don't get why the fuck uh, again if they're building to something with orange cassidy for someone to beat him Okay, but even in the scrum, they were trying to like, so who's next or who's whatever? And he's like, he says Zack Sabre Jr. Bro, Zack Sabre Jr. right now has the fucking TV title, the New Japan Strong TV title. He's involved in a thing with Samoa Joe and Ring of Honor. Like, why are you bringing his name up? He's not going to be, no. I don't understand. Like, I don't know what they're doing with it, but um, the fact that Swerve was the last one there and he gets thrown out like that, I just... Yeah, that don't sit right. I didn't like it. Okay, didn't like it. Uh, So then, moving on from that, 
we had the unsanctioned match. Adam Cole defeats Chris Jericho with Sabu as a special ring enforcer that was there for about 35 seconds. Uh, just, <laughs> um, so I hate talking negative news. I never knew of like the Sabu shit, I guess. Like everyone yeah, was I didn't like either. Pissed. I didn't either. But... I didn't either. Um, but because I, I, like I said, I was away this week, so I didn't get to watch Dynamite. Um, did that generate like a big pop online or even on TV? Like, were you, did it get a pop out of you seeing Sabu? I was more like, confused. I was more confused more than anything because, I mean, I obviously I was an ECW guy back in the day. Um, and of course, Sabu was the fucking man back in the day, but now yeah. he's basically an old drunk racist. And I don't understand why he's, he was on the show. I mean, again, I get why he was on the show because Tony Khan loves fucking old ECW. So Sabu lives in Las Vegas. He was there. So he wanted to get the pop or whatever, but bro, Sabu is 58 years old with two bad knees and a bad back. Like, he's not going to do anything that he was even close to doing back in his day. So you had him out there to throw a chair at Jericho and then do this. Like, that's all you had him there for? Like, where was – I mean, I think – I guess Kyle O'Reilly's still hurt or something. You know, why not bring back Bobby Fish? I know he's probably – persona non grata right now with that company because all the shit he said but if you can make shit work with if you can make shit work with cm punk why not make it work with bobby fish because you know what i mean i was just thinking of bobby fish on impact what did he say he got no where's the lie yeah where's the lie um this was a good match though um jericho everything jericho goes through his stages of like body like Transformation, and right now he seems more on his bad side of things. Yeah. Um, I'll but say, the motherfucker can he can still go though, and I respect the fuck out of it. Look, I, I don't mean to cut you off, but I, I have no, a few things, a, a few things about this. <clears throat> Chris Jericho needs to take a break. He needs to go away. Okay, Chris Jericho needs to go away. He's he 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 doesn't have to go away from the company. But he needs to be off TV for a bit. I don't need to see Chris Jericho every week. We don't. Well, need he's to, fighting on Wednesday. We don't need to sing fucking Judas every fucking week. We don't need him on every fucking pay per view. Here's the thing. So, our one of our, the uh, original Crash Boys, Dan Dinkins, in the group chat yesterday, we asked. We were talking about the pay per view, and he said. This pay-per-view is phenomenal. Now, he said that at, like around the time where, I guess, when was that? Was that like after Jade Cargo? It was like in the middle towards the end of the show, right? And he said something like I that. I think it was around, I think it was around, I think it was around the House of Black match. Maybe. Okay. So like in the middle of the show. And he was yeah. saying, he said, this show is phenomenal. Um, and both of us were like, uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> what do you mean? Um, and yeah. I have a theory about that. And I think it might have been phenomenal for him because he does not watch Dynamite, like, at all. He barely w- ever watches Dynamite. He watches clips because um, he doesn't have uh, TNT or he doesn't have TBS. So he doesn't yeah, watch TBS. Dynamite every week. So my problem, my overall problem with this pay-per-view is that 
you know, every fucking week on Dynamite, John Moxley's bleeding. There's people fighting in the stands. They're having ladder matches. They're having, uh, you know, uh, I don't want to say last man standings, but they've had cage matches. They've had they've done it all. No DQ matches <laughs> and people beating the shit out of each other and using weapons and doing all these things. And it's like I'm watching this pay per view and I'm like, this is like a dynamite episode. Like. Yeah. I feel like I'm watching an episode of Dynamite. I don't really feel like I'm watching a pay-per-view, like honestly. And I know the anarch, you know, and we'll we'll go further down the card. I'm not shitting on the on the pay-per-view totally, but it's just like So I was using a I was using a site to watch the show. I'm just going to keep it a buck. Um I usually go to the theaters, but with my job I I can't do that anymore. And I'm glad that I did because if I would have had to pay $60 for this show, I would have been a lot more upset on this podcast. (laughs) I would have been bitching a lot more about things, but since I was able to watch it for nothing, I'm not going to sit here and bitch about the things I want to bitch about. I'm keeping it, trying to keep it peace, but I can understand why he felt like what he was watching was phenomenal. If you're not watching the product every single week, because we're watching it every single week. So, you know, we're in There's the week. There's been better episodes of Dynamite than the pay-per-view. For yeah. Sure. So, you know, this Adam Cole, Chris Jericho match was like the perfect example because I was just watching it. And I'm like, you guys are having an unsanctioned match in a ring. And there's a referee there. I'm not I'm confused. Why? Like, I get the unsanctioned part means, oh, AEW is not responsible in, in storyline-wise. But it's like, bro, there they shouldn't be a ref out there. You should just be fighting everywhere. And the problem you have is yeah. that you have the Anarchy in the Arena match happening later, which is basically an unsanctioned match. So now you got two unsanctioned matches on your fucking show. And obviously, the Anarchy match is going to be better. So, you know, it's just... they do Too gimmicky, would you say? Huh? Too gimmicky? They're doing too much. They're doing too much on their weekly shows. They need to cut all that shit down in the weekly shows and save it for the pay-per-views. Because, you know, I know Moxley loves to bleed. That's great. But you shouldn't be doing this type of shit every fucking week. Because you're, like, literally desensitizing your regular crowd. That's why that could have been part of why the crowd was sitting there, like, yeah, for most of that match, even to the point where Jericho grabbed the fire extinguisher, and he's like swinging it and spraying it in the air to the crowd, like "Come on, get hyped!" and he's throwing his hands up, like trying to get the crowd hyped because it's like motherfuckers were just sitting there. Yeah, and uh, yeah, because if you think about it, when you put it in that perspective, the only match they haven't really overdone is obviously like an anarchy in the arena style, but in like a steel cage, they really don't abuse the steel cage, which I like. Yeah, uh, but no, I agree, like. When you have stuff like this on every Wednesday, it's cool, right? Because as the fan, it's something special on TV that we like and love. But then at the same time, it's like, well, what are you going to do when it's time to pay money for this? And, yeah, yeah. Um, you got to get back to telling example. More, you got to get back to telling more stories on the show. Stories instead of yeah. focusing on. They, well, we're going to have them just fuck it. They're just going to go out there and fight and bleed and and fucking stab each other. On on Wednesday, and then the, that'll lead to a match. Well, what are you going to do at the pay per view? 
If you guys have already been bleeding for the past four weeks, what can you possibly do on the paper? You're going to have a fucking duel, you know, like John Wick 4, where you fucking were 30 paces duel and you turn around and we both fucking shoot at each other. Like, I, I don't understand. Yeah. And the next match to me is an example of that. You had FTR retaining the AEW Tag uh, Team Championships over Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. The crowd was dead for this. And I love me some FTR. Yeah. Um, so I'm happy they retained. Um, like Jeff Jarrett even tried doing his typical let, let me do my entrance and get heat and like didn't get like shit. Um, but we've both said this before. Jeff Jarrett does not need to be on pay-per-views in 2023 fighting for tag titles. In my opinion. Yeah. Um, but the match was here. It wasn't bad. It went on for a while. This was a long match. Um, but it, I'm, like I said, I'm very happy with the result of it, the outcome. Big FTR guy, so I'm happy to see them going. What you think? Yeah, I didn't hate this match, and I kind of felt like yeah. towards the middle, the crowd kind of picked it up because, you know, FTR, <clears throat> I think it's impossible for FTR to have, like, a bad match. Like, they they just know yeah. how to – they know how to – get the crowd going like they know how to tell a story in the ring that's what i love about them yeah. um so I, I think it's not you know they 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 kind of got the crowd back into this thing on their own and i didn't hate the match you know i love jay lethal jeff jarrett's grown on me and shit um i didn't understand what karen jarrett was doing with the belts like i don't understand what the fuck was going on there when she grabbed the title belts and she handed one to jay lethal and she grabbed the other one and was like walking in circles and giving the finger to the crowd. Like, I, I was like, are you trying to leave with the belts or are you the trying guitar to put the belts in the ring to use as a weapon? Like, I don't understand what's happening here. Um, but again, I didn't hate this match. It was, it was fine. Um, my favorite part of this was um, FTR and uh, it looks like this is done because yes. FTR looks like they're going to be doing stuff with Bullet Club Gold and Ricky Starks. So I was very happy to see that. So I hope to God this is done because I don't want to see any more of this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, next, in a really good match, in my opinion, I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. Uh, Wardlow retained the TNT championship over Kristen Cage in a ladder match. We had some outside interference from uh, Luchasaurus. You know, Wardlow did his thing. Christian, you know, played the heel really well. I just thought this was a good one-on-one uh, -on -one ladder match. One of the best I've seen in a while. To be honest, yeah. uh, Christian, obviously, a legend in the ladder match. You know what I mean? Has a lot of brains when it comes, so they probably sat down and really talked this through. Happy to see Wardlow retain over a dude like Christian Cage, who's a legend, first ballot Hall of Famer, probably in every company he's in. Um, so, yeah, I was really, really happy with this. Uh, kind of starting around here is where the show t made a little bit of a turnaround for me. Right. Like, this is where it's slow. It went up slowly. And then towards the end, it picked up, picked up. But um, this was the start. Like I said, I was happy to see Wardlow. He's he's good. He's just that good. I want to see what's next for him. Yeah, I'm hoping that because it seems like when this match was over, like Wardlow was back. Like yeah. after that top rope swanton bomb, the crowd was like, okay, this motherfucker's crazy. Yeah, that was nuts. Wardlow's back. Wardlow's back. And he retained and uh, – the crowd was going crazy. Yep. And I hope that Tony watch Tony Khan do some shit like Wardlow's not even on the fucking show Wednesday. Like watch that. You won't even see Wardlow this week or on rampage. Cause that's, 
like so Tony Khan, a so Tony Khan thing to do. But this, they need to ride the wave of this to get Wardlow back because Wardlow's been kind of like because he was white hot not to give a fuck. Yeah, people were starting not to give a fuck. Yeah, after after that MJF feud he had last year, he was white hot. Bro, when he when he came out with the ring and he took that ring off and he put that shit in the on the fucking ring for CM Punk, like he was so like it was astronomically over and I don't know how they fumbled that shit. Dude, because I saw like, that... Oh, sorry, go. No, I'm just saying, he was like... Like, I don't even know what word to use. Like, astronomically over is the what the best thing I can think of. He was so fucking super over when he did that. And yeah, like, and I was at the pay-per-view last year, Double or Nothing, where he fought MJF. Now, granted, there was shit going around backstage about MJF yeah. or whatever. It kind of derailed it a little, but he came out with a massive pop to no music because, remember, MJF took his music away. Right. And he had that, and then he hit, like, fucking, I, I think around 10, 10 power bombs. Yeah, 10 power bombs, and every time, like, and it was the first match of the show last year. Massive pop, and I was like, yo, Wardlow's going to win the TNT title kind of quick. And then, you know, so, I like I said, I think Wardlow's back. Um, he was feeling himself. You could tell he was. I like that. Um yeah. yeah, you just you need his presence. He's always going to get a pop, so I don't get how you don't put t- him on TV every week. Hey, you know what I just realized? Wasn't wasn't um, Hobbs supposed to be in that fucking battle royal? Didn't I, I see Hobbs in the? Didn't I see Hobbs in the graphic on Friday? I don't know, but why wasn't he in it in general? Man, that's weird. Like- I could have sworn. Maybe I'm confusing with the collision announcement. It could be. Maybe, because he is he's advertised for collision. I could have sworn that when they put up the graphic with all the people in the the first time, I could have sworn I saw fucking Hobbs there. I don't know what the f- fucking... I really hope that when this new show launches, man, that everybody gets their just due, man, because there's a lot of people sitting back there who are just... Uh, they're, like, they're languishing, bro, and it sucks. Yeah. Um, but anyway... I yeah, enjoyed this next. match. Oh, sorry. I enjoyed the match. Christian Cage is awesome. Uh, I like, uh, I was going to call him Jungle Boy, uh, Luchasaurus. I think he's got a great look. It'd be cool if him and Wardlow would fight now because it's just two giant monsters fighting. Yeah. And hopefully they ride this Wardlow wave and get him back to where he was because Wardlow is like one of those, you want to talk about pillars. Yeah, he's Wardlow a should pillar. be one of the fucking pillars. Like, that's yeah. a dude who I buy as a threat for your world title, not, yes. you know, fucking yeah. little Tarzan boy. <laughs> and then, so next, there's not really much to say. Not happy with the outcome, but we know why. Um, Tony Storm defeats Jamie Hader to become the new AEW Women's Champion. Not mad that Tony's champion, because we both are big fans of Tony here, but I love Jamie Hader. Um, I caught on the coattails of her getting in like the hype going to win the title. So been a big fan of that since. Um, I'm happy they kind of did it quick. If she is hurt, obviously speedy recovery. I hope she's back by all in, hopefully. Um, but so what I was saying to you over text was this was just sloppy. Um, yeah. Like with the outcasts and the originals, right? Whatever the fuck they're called. What are they called? The outcasts, the the group, the bad the bad group. No, but uh, Britt Baker and then with Cheetah. 
What's this? Oh, I guess they're calling themselves the Originals. I, I don't know. The Originals or Homegrown or something. I forget. Yeah, what something like that. I don't know but what anyway, she either got a big pop when she came out, though. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Soraya did not like look good. I don't know, man. This, if anything, they should have just made this a squash. But I get it. Protect. Uh, Jamie, which of course, but yeah, there's not much to say here. Whatever. You know, I, one thing I hate about title matches is when they, they just over-fucking-produce and they just throw so much shit into the match that doesn't belong. Like, at one point, Soraya's fucking removing the turnbuckle in front of the ref. And the ref's just watching her. Yeah. He's just fucking watching her. And I'm like, fam, this is a title match. Throw all these fucking people out of here and let these two women have a match. Like, it's very simple. Like, this is where I get annoyed because, like, they, they do things when, some, like, you've said this before. Sometimes simple's not bad. Just go mm-hmm. with the simple solution. Jamie Hayter's hurt. Have Tony Schiavone say Jamie Hayter's been sustaining an injury with her arm. Have Tony kind of work her arm over and just Damn. fucking hit, get her, fuck her arm up. Put her in the storm zero, one, two, three. You have a new champion. And then yep. you can just say, hey, man, she fucking took advantage of a situation, blah, 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 blah. Why do you got to have all these fucking women out here, all this overproduced mess? And it's like, you didn't need to do all that, bro. Yeah, You, you really didn't. didn't. No. So we'll see what's next for them. Um, who fuck knows? But next, we had a really good match. Some funny spots, too, in the very beginning. Oh, man. We had the House of Black retain the AEW, my my typo hit, but it says trips, but the AEW Trios Championship over the acclaimed and daddy ass. House of Black's my favorite trio, probably honestly my favorite even just tag team as a whole right now yeah. in wrestling. I love the House of Black because I like all three individually, and obviously I like them as a team. Um, This was a really good match. Um, I was, well, I don't know why, because Will Ospreay's hurt, correct? I believe so. Yeah, so I don't know why I thought maybe Ozzy Open and him were coming out for a second. Well, um, well Osprey, I believe, is hurt, I think. But definitely um, Kyle Flitt. I don't know if it's Kyle Flitt. The other, the other Kyle Flitt is the dude who wrestled on Wednesday. Hit The other guy in Ozzy Open's definitely hurt. Like, they had to give up both titles because he's hurt. Yeah. So, either way. But, really good match. But let's get to the funny part. So... <laughs> Max Caster does it again, and he comes out, and you might be able to quote it. So if you can quote it, I'll let you say it, because I don't know it. Buddy exactly. looks so ominous. Hi, uh, Buddy looks so ominous, but he's getting cucked by a kid named Dominic. Was, I believe, is what he said. Yeah. Um, yeah. That got a pop. Yeah, I think my favorite thing about that is when... Uh, um, Anthony Bowen's faces, the the faces that he makes when uh, Max Caster says some of that shit is just fucking hilarious. Yeah. And so it's not because Rhea and Dom on TV over there. Uh, I think I saw a Twitter exchange where uh, Buddy Matthews like referenced it too. Um, I think that's fake. I oh, think that's, that's fake. fake. Photo? I think it is because I went to go look for the Buddy Matthews tweet. Either it's yeah. fake or he deleted it. Because he's not a big Twitter dude in general. Yeah, because I went to – the last thing he tweeted was like three days ago, and it was a retweet. Because I went to his page after I saw that, and I was like, I need that tweet because I need to retweet it with something. Uh, I was going to put a picture on there. 
and I went to look for it, and it was not there. So either it's fake, or he did tweet that, and it got deleted. So I don't know. Yeah. Um. But it was a really good match, honestly. This was a really yeah. good trios match. I very much enjoy it. Uh, you think like low key he get like he was pissed when he said that, even though obviously he knows that's all. Story I mean, I'm pretty it. sure. I'm pretty sure back there they're like, "Yo, I'm gonna say this. You all right with with this?" I'm pretty sure he's not just going out there and and you know saying some of this wild shit that he says without at least clearing it with somebody, bro. Like something like that, you know what I mean? Because like, yeah, you going like after somebody? You know, you know that's you calling this guy a cuck in front of fucking ten thousand people, man? He, yeah, I think that kind of shit might get cleared before. You know, at least I would think pop. so. That got the pop of the night for me. Maybe the weekend. Although yeah. I don't know. I don't know because he said something about Brody King. I don't remember exactly what he said about Brody King, but he Brody was you could tell Brody was like listening. And then when he said it, he kinda like smirked like whatever. Like he like he he didn't know it was coming. So I don't Dog know. Brody maybe, King. maybe. No. Because I'll tell you one okay. thing. Huh. Uh Buddy no sold that shit. <laughs> Buddy. Yeah. Buddy looked like he he just had no he had zero emotion when this guy said that shit. So I I mean I don't know, man. Dude, one thing I'll say about Brody King. Now I love tattoos. I have tattoos. So one, I think it's insane the amount he has. Yeah. Two, he just looks like a scary motherfucker. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. like I just that is just one dude. Not like I wouldn't fuck with a lot of professional wrestlers, right? A lot of them big and all that. But he's one. I'm like, no. You've seen you've seen Friday, obviously. Where yeah, uh, Debo's like, you want no. some of this too, old man? No, like that would be me to Brody nope. King. Like, no. Um, yeah, I'm a big, big, big fan. I've only known him briefly, like with his ROH stuff, like briefly before. So I've learned to grow more for him and learn about him more and go back and watch old shit from him since he's debuted. Um, but yeah, he's, he's something I just had to give him his some flowers quick. Um, yeah, House of Black, I don't think they're capable of having a bad match. Like, hey, one thing, I really don't. one thing I've noticed. And I watch Dynamite Weekly, so I don't know where I missed this. Maybe it was one of the weeks when I was away. And I uh, is uh, the trio's titles just black and silver now? I don't know if they changed them. I thought they were gold. For, I'm pretty sure know, they were maybe, gold. Maybe it's the lighting. Maybe it's the way I saw it. But they did. They looked like if they were just like black and silver. And I didn't know if like House of Black got them like that because that's like it could be shot. maybe the light reflecting because they're doing a weird a cinematic lighting thing during their matches. Yeah. So maybe the light is hitting because, you yeah. know, this fucking the triple B that I got here. You can't even take a picture of this fucking thing. It's so shiny. Yeah. So maybe I don't know. It could be a lighting thing, but yeah, I'm pretty sure know. they were gold. Yeah, they were they gold. they're nice. They're, they're, they're yeah. nice belts regardless. The no ones. And even if those are black and silver, they look really nice, too. I was just curious. I didn't know if I missed that. Um, next was some eventful shit. So yeah. I'm going to say it all at once. And then yeah. we'll give our thoughts. So, Jay Cargill retains the TNT Championship over Ty of Valkyrie. And I'm going to say one cool thing first before we get into the really cool part. I was a big fan of Jade's entrance. Yeah, it was dope. With the pretty girl walk. Like, I thought yeah. that was dope. And I sent it to my girl. And she's like, yo, like, that was fucking awesome. Um, I don't know. I've, I've rewatched that entrance like five times. I don't know what about it, but I think it's so She cool. kills it. She kills it with her entrances. Like, yeah. She's done well, a few entrances that have like, been fired. She came out and started walking, and no one really gave a fuck. I thought she was going to get a bigger pop because of the girl who sings that song. 
But then yeah. when Jade like joined the girls with the dancing, I was like, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, and then Taya had a really cool entrance as well. Um, yeah. So that was cool. They put on a, a good little match. Jade won, became 60 and 0. But then uh, old boy gets on the mic, starts talking shit. We can do an Fucked open up. challenge, blah, blah, blah. And who is it? None other than Chris Statlander. Finally returning after her terrible injuries and all the BS she's gone through. And she wins and becomes your new TBS champion. So, Lou, you predicted this. You should have played the lottery, as you said. The right. streak goes to 16-1. and one. I'm happy for Jade. I'm hoping she takes some time off here. Maybe come back as a babyface and go for the real title. Not, I don't want to take that back. Yeah, I've, I've done that same thing, bro. No, it's okay. I've done that same thing, and it's a... Uh... You're just accustomed to that's that that's the perception of the belts. That's how it goes, bro. Uh, it's yeah. it's not a secondary title, but you know there's always that perception that these these titles are. Yeah, we try to get away. So from that. Chris, so happy for her. She did so good with the scrum after. You can tell she's so genuinely happy. Yeah. I think she is someone that could elevate this title, um, because I think towards to be real, man, around like forty. 45 and 0, they kind of just lost me with the Jade streak. Not that because it was going too long. They just weren't making it important. Like, yeah. they'd even hype up for her to go 50 and 0. Yeah. Um, and then she would, they would but, do weird shit. Like, on Dynamite, she would just pop up in the back and be on Ramp, like, be like, I'm putting a challenge on Rampage for whoever wants to challenge me. For, and it's like, okay, well, you just, like, random challenge. Any, it, it was weird. Like, every, it was like not even like consistent. It was like every other week. And it was always on Rampage. That's which on is TNT, which is on TNT. TBS title. So you're defending the TBS title on the other show. Which is just like it, this shit. I don't understand, but you know it is what it is. Yeah. So uh, Jade overall, she's improved so much. Um, so this was actually her, her best yeah. match. I think. Yeah, she did really really good here. Um, it was cool. You saw her husband and daughter at ringside, so that was really cool. But yeah, enough not enough in a bad way about her because I can talk about Jade forever. Fine ass. But Chris Statlander looked good, man. I'm happy for her. Yeah. What do you think? Because I know you've been dying for this. Yeah, Statlander, you know, it, it's a shame that she had to go through all these injuries and everything. It's really cool that she's back. Um, at first, I was a little like, why are they, like, I thought you know, when it first happened, when she first came out, I thought that it would have just been better to have her come out and kind of like beat Jade up, throw her out of, throw her out of the ring. And then kind of be like, I'm next. I'm coming for your belt or whatever. Um, to lead into a feud. To then, you know, have do the title change. But again, it's a pay-per-view. You want to make a splash. You want to do a big return. You want to have it be meaningful. So I understand why they did it. And also, it seems like Jade is actually going to take some time off, according to reports, various reports. So mm-hmm. um, I was just happy to see Statlander back. Snacklander. Back in full effect. Yeah. Um, and she re- realistically, like, she's the only one that I that w- could have been Jade and, and take it, like, seriously. Because Taya, like, yeah. I don't know what's up with Taya Valvery. She And again, granted, this match was really good. Like, they had a really good match. Jade, this was Jade's best match. Um, Taya's a veteran. She's done it all. She's been in all these different companies. Frankie Monet in the house. Um, yeah. But, uh, I don't, she's like that match that she had with Lady Frost. Like, 
I don't think she worked well with her because that match was like not great. And Lady Frost is mm-hmm. really good. At least I I've seen Lady Frost do really have really good matches. Um, but I feel like Frank. Uh, I was about to call her Frankie Monet again. Um, Taya hasn't really. I don't I haven't seen her really comfortable yet. And this match was like, you know, it seemed like she finally hit her stride in this match. So, and there was a few times where I thought she was going to win. I actually thought she was going to win this match. Um, so I was a little surprised. Yeah, you thought like, she yo. was going to win. You thought she was going to win at the dynamite yeah. you went to, right? Yeah. Because you introduce someone like that, you know, and it's a lot of fanfare, and you, I thought that she was going to end up winning. So, um, but no, it's I, I enjoyed it. You know, little. Uh, Booking nitpicks, you know, I'm always gonna have that because I'm, I, you know, that's just how my brain works. But, um, I again, they needed a moment for the show because I was wondering why they didn't have a Joker for the battle royal because they usually have like a Joker or whatever, yeah, and they didn't do that. So this was really the the only return that they had on the show. So it worked for me. It was a big moment, and I'm happy for Statlander. Yeah, and congrats to Jade on going fucking sixty and zero. Congrats to her. Yeah, that's awesome. That's man. big time. She's that's a star, awesome. bro. If she comes back as a face, she's going to be. Oh my God. She's going to be fucking. Yep. She's going to be nuts. But then next in the co main event, in a phenomenal fatal four way match, the four pillars, but MGF retains the AEW World Championship over Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara, and uh, Jungle Boy Jack Perry. This match was great. Yeah. From the get-go, it was great. Um, first off, I want to congratulate Sammy and Ty. Yeah, that was awesome. really cool. Having a baby. That was really, really cool. Um, I thought it instantly when I saw the signs and her coming out. Like, I knew instantly. But I was like, yeah, she's definitely pregnant. Um, but that was still, that was really fucking cool. Because um, who was in the ring already? Was it? Jungle, Jungle Boy. Boy. Yeah, Jungle Boy. And you could tell, like, he, like, popped. Um, Darby had his little entrance there doing Elvis or whatever. Yeah. And then, uh, MJF obviously had his entrance, which was really cool. Um, I think my favorite spot in the match was when everyone did like their mentors move. Like, so Sammy, I think did the code breaker. MJF did the crossroads. Uh, did Darby do the, uh, he did a scorpion fucking scorpion death. Yeah. And then Jungle Boy did what? Did Jungle Boy do? Why am I trying to blank on Jungle Boy did? I forget. Oh, he did the the kill switch. Oh, okay, kill switch right. Christian. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. The top rope shit they did. Um, the four way submission part I thought was really cool. Like these dudes delivered, man. This was a great world title match. Great, 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 great match. Um, the right man won. I'm still yeah. on the MGF train. Yeah, I mean, I can't remember off the top of my head too many four-way matches, but this is the best one I've ever seen. Like it, and the thing is, the way they did things in this match, it was it wasn't like two guys are fighting and one guy's just kind of standing there waiting for his to get a move in. His no, spot. they were all doing like group shit. Like everything they were doing was like related to having four people in the ring, and um, they told a great story with this match. Um, again, the men, them hitting their mentors, finishers or moves or signature moves was great. Um, the right man obviously won. Um, Sammy though, Sammy really, um, 
I really hope that he can go back to being like a, a solid baby face. Cause I feel bad for that dude. He, you know, he went through a lot of shit when he proposed to his ex on live TV. And then all of a sudden, you know, it, it seemed like all of a sudden he was with, you know, uh, Ty, yeah. Ty all of a sudden out of nowhere, because, you know, if you're watching it on TV, you're like, wait, didn't this guy just propose to some other girl? And now he's with this girl. What the fuck is going on? So, you know, the rumor mill pops up or whatever. And he played that into becoming a, a, a heel or whatever. But it's like you can tell that this guy wants to be, you know, this guy works well as a baby face. And I hope that people take his in-ring work and just give him the respect that he deserves because he's really, really good. I mean, he's young. This dude's like 22 years old, I think. I don't think he's any I don't think he's any older than he's like 21 or 22 years old. This guy's a kid. Yeah, he's young. He's young. And he just he I don't want to say he carried this match. But he definitely was super active in every spot. Like, he's just really, 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 really good. He did one thing, and I've never seen it just on the fly, and no pun intended, but when he did that Spanish fly with MJF just, like, in the ring, I haven't seen that often. You usually see it off the top rope or something. That was fucking dope. Yeah, there was some some really, really good spots here. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. It was great overall. Yeah, man, I agree with you on the Sammy thing. Uh, yo, I didn't think I didn't think it was serious. Darby Allen really wants to climb Mount Everest. I'm not <sighs> trying to be that guy, but like, I hope uh, if I was Tony Khan, I'd be like, "You're not doing shit. You're not doing that. Nope." Because like, not trying to be you that are an guy. Employee. Negative, but I don't. I think we could see the outcome. Yeah, it was like you are an employee of mine. You are not doing that shit. And apparently Tony Khan lets him do all this crazy shit and drive cars off the roof of his house and do all this wild, nutty yeah, shit dude, on his spare time. Yeah, Tony's got to chill with that aspect. Um, Jungle Boy looked good, too, though. Jungle yeah. Boy looked good, too. Um, but uh, He had his moment there where he had the belt in his hand, and he was like, should I do it? Should I cheat? Should I do this yeah. and that? And he just refused to do so. So, you know, I, like- I kind of predicted he was going to turn heel during this match but you know we'll see what happens on Wednesday you never know what, what's going on with that I also liked the um the MJF like the promo in the middle of the match <laughs> yeah yeah lay down just take it just take the money yeah that shit <laughs> like, was that, funny that was good um but yeah man it's just uh, that for this man yeah. I think Adam Colt well it seems like because to be honest, I really – he's got to – MJF's got to be fighting at Forbidden Door, right? Even though, like, I get it. He's, like, the Forbidden – so for me – tell me if you think I'm wrong here. The Forbidden Door pay-per-view is, like, the wrestler's wrestler's pay-per-view. Yeah. And, like, obviously yeah. MJF's a wrestler, but he's more of a performer too, you know? Like, so, like, I don't see, like, him in, like, a dream match, you know? So, like – I just wonder who, who would he be wrestling on that show? That's what um, I'm saying, that, like, it makes sense. Well, at the scrum, he did say, I mean, he buried New Japan in that scrum. He, he fucking so that's buried That's why you got to think he's fighting, though, in a way. So if he said, when one of the things he said on that scrum was, um, even 
the legends of that company don't compare to me, or he said something like that. Yeah. Basically, he's talking about Okada. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if he, I don't know if he's, I'll pay to see fucking MJF and Okada all day. I'll pay to see yeah. that. So I don't know if they're going to do something like that because, um, you know, usually that spot is reserved for like Moxley or something, but Moxley, I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up wrestling somebody like Shibata or um, there's rumors that they're going to be bringing in, um, fuck, what is his name? That he used to be in tag team with uh, Kenny Omega, the Golden Lovers. Um, uh, there's rumors that they're going to bring him in. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember his fucking name. Um, um, shit, I can't remember his name. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But there's rumors that they might bring him in. So I, I don't know. But I, again, I would like to see MJF on that show wrestling a New Japan talent just because of what he was talking about on the scrum. Because he buried the shit out of New Japan. Yeah, so. he did. He did. Um, speaking of burying, I thought someone was going to have to be buried after the shit we saw in our main event. And the second ever Anarchy in the Arena, because obviously once they left uh, Daly's place, they moved it from um, Daly's place back to Vegas. Anyway, um, Justin Roberts hit the classic line again. Like, shit's yeah. about to get real or whatever the fuck it is. Um, then the Elite came out, had a really good entrance. And then Blackpool Combat Club came out through the crowd, uh, playing Wild Thing. As I said in the beginning, I just, so being at the first one, you and I'm, I'm one of them people. I'm always going to be biased to something I was at. You know what I mean? That's just me. Like, I'm always going to be a little biased to something I was at. I thought last year, maybe because it was the element of surprise that the music kept going, but I just did not think the live band was good, especially Old Boy with the black mask. I was very confused there. Yeah, I was a little <laughs> sus. Yeah, I was, I was a little, little sus there, that. buddy. Um, so I wasn't mad when he got super kicked, but um, but anyway, so that kind of killed the mood for me, like for like ten seconds, just because I was like, man, I wanted to because. So that's, I don't know how much you know the real song, Wild Thing. That's not like John Moxley's version. That's not like the real version. It is a remix. Like still same words, but with the beat and everything. But that's my favorite version of it because I've seen a few of them. Yeah. That's my favorite version of it ever is Moxley's version. Um, But yeah, man, these dudes went in. Well, who sings the Moxley version? Because isn't that a female singing? It is. In Moxley's yeah. version, right? So who the fuck yeah, are these so guys? Yeah, so I don't know. That's what I, Unless that's the OG people. I don't know who the OG people are. So that it could have been them. But that song Wild Things old as shit too though. But um Yeah, this like an old song. It was not so they came through the crowd. Um I'm just gonna point out some spots that come to my head. But one thing before you do that, one thing about that song that bugged me out about the last one was that what I liked about that the last time was that they came out, you know. Uh, Moxley comes out, they're playing his song and then they're fighting and they're fighting and they're fighting and I'm just watching this chaos and then after like five minutes I'm like, what the fuck, they're still playing this fucking, why is the song still playing? Yeah. Like I just, I wasn't even thinking about it and it's like five, literally like five or six minutes later, the match is still going on and I'm like, wait, why the fuck is this song still playing? What the fuck is going on? And That's what I liked about it. So for them to rehash that here was I get why they did it because they wanted to do the super kick spot, but they didn't really need it. Oh, yeah, but 
Yeah. Oh, I think we're having connection issues with Nicholas. Nicholas. Mm -mm -mm. I think Nicholas is about to drop out of this bitch. Because he's frozen on my screen. If you're listening to this, I'm singing for you. And Nicholas has dropped out. So that was one of the things I really didn't. I mean, I don't want to say I didn't care for it. It was fine. I just I understand why they did it. Because they wanted to have the super kick spot where they super kicked this dude with the mask. Again, I don't know who that dude was. Uh, I guess they're a band who covers Wild Thing. Um, but I really enjoyed the last Anarchy in the Arena in the arena match. Because it was just so nutty for them to to just... The song just kept playing. And when it, played, it started over, it was just like, why the fuck is this song playing again? But uh, Nicholas is coming right back in a second here, so we'll just continue about this. But yeah, the one thing about this match that like I couldn't, it was hard for me to focus on um, just all the chaos. So I, I didn't get too far, Nick, from where you were. All I was saying okay. was that it was a little hard for me to focus because there was so much happening and cameras were cutting everywhere. And I just, I feel like, I wish they would have had like four cameras on the screen. I know it probably uh, would have taken away from things, but I wanted to see everything happening. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, it would have been cool uh, to have like four little camera spots on screen so you can follow whichever one you wanted to follow. And my boy Eddie Kingston didn't come out all bloody trying to light someone on fire. I did miss that. Yeah, but uh, definitely no, missed that. So the cool spots that stood out to me um, was was the fireworks spot. I don't know which uh, young buck it was, Nick or Matt. Um, was I believe that, it was Matt? It was Nick. Oh, it was Matt. So that was cool. I like the uh, the Claudio spot spot, like just beating the shit out of him in the truck. I thought that was really cool. Because um, <laughs> last year, I don't. Yeah, they went out into the crowd. Crowd last year, but um, that was another really cool spot. Um, what were the other like big big spots? Did anyone get? Put through tables or anything like so that. So my oh, thing is tap, that the thumb tap is fucking sick. Oh uh, yeah. So my that thing with this match was my signal was cutting in and out, so I was having connection issues during this. Of course, during this fucking match of all matches. That's why I paid, this match is why I paid the twenty dollars on play. I was like, yo, I don't want it to lag. Yeah. If but, I would have um, had that option here in the U.S., Tony Khan, I would <laughs> definitely pay twenty dollars to see the show. So my question for you, with the thumbtacks in the mouth, how the fuck does that work? Like, maybe this is where I'm an idiot, but because they shoved a lot of those motherfuckers in there. You're telling me not one of them slid in his stomach? I mean, I, I was watching an interview with Abaddon where she finally spoke. Yes. And she, yeah, was, she was talking about. She was talking about that match she had with Britt Baker. And if you remember that match, that was the big spot in that match where Rip Baker stuffed a bunch of thumbtacks in her mouth and super kicked her. Um, and she said she swallowed one and she pooped it out. <laughs> so, so I'm, um, I'm assuming he is going to be pooping out at least one or two tacks. I would think so. But enough about poop. But uh, yeah, there were, this, this was a good one. I'm going to ask you the question, but my answer, I thought last year's was better than this year's. I still loved this match. I loved how Wheeler Yuta got the pin on Omega. Yeah. Um, they got the swerve in there with Konosuke. 
yeah, Konosuke came in. Like, so that was good. There was good storytelling in that aspect of it. But I personally preferred last year's. But I guess I said, I am biased. So this could have been match of the year, and I probably still would have been a little biased. But I really enjoyed it. Uh, I hope it's a staple, man. I really hope they continue it. I feel they have yeah. to because this one was to. a success, obviously. Yeah, I gotta. Um, I'm gonna do my due diligence and rewatch it. Um, just because I feel like I need to, because I I probably missed a lot. Um, like I didn't even see the fucking exploding shoe thing until it was on Twitter. Like I completely missed that on live. There's our, uh, our world heavyweight champion. Sucks. Oh shit! Is he coming out? Hey, hey, he's, he's coming out through the crowd, old school. There he hey, is. Okay. That fucking belt is sick. Yeah, he's coming out through the freaking crowd. <laughs> um, yeah, so again, I want to rewatch this just because I, I feel like I need to. Um, and I'll probably end up rewatching the the four way match just because uh, I was having connection issues there at the end. But dude, these last two matches they literally saved the show. Not that the show was going to be you know a thumbs down show or anything. But if if these two matches didn't deliver, we would be having a different conversation about this show right now. Because we would have probably been saying the best match on the show was the ladder match. And that would have been a problem because that was like in the middle of the goddamn show. So yeah. I think like these two matches basically saved the pay-per-view. At least in my opinion. That's how I feel. I think Nicholas is freezing again. Nicholas is freezing again. Yep, he's got that face. He's got that face. And I think Nick is going to drop out. He's going to drop out. He's dropping. Yep. Yeah, so um, so what I'll say about it there we go. is, and this is comp- complimenting at the same time. Yep. Okay, Nicholas has dropped out once again. And here's Seth Rollins walking in with his belt. Let me hear the... uh, I wonder if I can hear the... There it is. Whoa. shit. Alright, let's put that back on mute. Now we're just being silly. So, as I said, the previous, the Night of Champions show, I feel like was an A show. And this show, I'm gonna go ahead and give it, I'm gonna go ahead and give it a solid B. Um, And I'm gonna give it that B because Jade and Ty Valkyrie was a really good match. Chris Statlander coming back was awesome. The last two matches were fantastic. The House of Black trios match was great. Um, the TNT Championship match which was great. And uh, FTR and Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett was a good match. And actually, and to be honest with you, I'm just saying how I feel like the show was like a solid B. And it might even be a little bit higher, maybe like an A-. minus. Um. Just because yeah. I don't think that the Adam Cole and Chris Jericho match really did anything for me. 
And I just had some booking questions about the Battle Royal. Um, and that woman's championship match was a fucking mess. So um, I'm probably maybe like a B, B plus, maybe like the highest B that I can give it, a B plus plus or something like that. I don't know. But um, it's just that you, you're so spoiled when it comes to these AEW shows that when it doesn't yes, that's like, what I wanted to say. Yeah, when it doesn't like completely blow you away, then you're kind of like, oh, you're a little disappointed. So I don't want to say I'm disappointed with anything because again, I was having connection issues, so I do want to rewatch that main event. But I'll give it like a B plus plus. That's fair though. I think that's fair though. Um, that and that's what it is with these shows, right? Because as we were saying, to allude to what we were saying with Dan earlier, right? The weekly content is so good, and their pay-per-views always deliver that when this is – we're not used to average with this company, to be honest. And that's what it was. This was just an average pay-per-view because it was a glorified dynamite because, as we said, they do too much. What's our boy saying over there? Are they saying you deserve they, it? I was just wondering. It looked like they were – I was like, are they still in Riyadh? But no, I guess they're back in oh. the state. I don't know exactly where they are, but – I'm um, assuming they're giving them the you deserve it chant. They're just cheering. Bunch of cheering. You deserve it. Man, this guy is so... It, have you ever seen someone so fucking over? Like, how the fuck did this guy go from being like the Joker, basically? Because that's literally what he was. Wearing those ridiculous outfits and the stupid boots and all the shit that he was doing when he was a heel. He just got himself... Over like as a as a as a baby face, it's incredible. Look at that belt, bro. That is nice. B Rob's is pending. I know. I'm excited for him. I like yeah, the side so. plates that they have for him too. They have like two it's like two oh, blades. He got like two blades on one side I just saw. I guess maybe that's the okay. the Seth the old Seth Rollins symbol. I'm trying to get a look at it, but they yeah. keep cutting. That shit is dope. That belt's dope, bro. That's a good looking belt. But overall, though, I think we had a good weekend of wrestling. Yeah. Again, we, we will, we will love... say the NXT show, Nick, you did say you saw it. I, unfortunately, was unable. I was going to watch it today, and I didn't have a chance. But I do want to watch it because it's supposed to be a great show. So we did miss out on that. Yeah. A lot of good wrestles. A lot of good people won. Um, right up there with the other two shows, man. It was a great show. So definitely watch it. For those listening, watch it. Um I'm just a big fan of these double pay-per-view weekend shows. Like, when it happens, I'm a big fan. Because it's been a couple of times now that this has happened with WWE and AEW, and I like it. I personally really like it. Um, I think in company order, I think next we have Forbidden Door. Then I think the week after that's Money in the Bank. Then we got SummerSlam. Then we got All In. So... We got we have four potential fucking banging pay per views coming up. Yeah, and I think so. I'm I really think forbidden door. I think next. forbidden door is like in four weeks. I think so. It's in like it's like a month from now, so they got to get the book in that show. Oh yeah, yeah, it's like the end of June, and then I think Money in the Bank's the following week. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but um. I think that's going to do it for us. I know we'll be covering everything. Absolutely. Yes, sir. But, uh, 
we will definitely be attentive to all the wrestles that are up and coming. We're definitely going to be covering Forbidden Door. As I said earlier, we're coming up on we're coming up on June, so we're going to have to do the mid-year show and uh, figure out who's that. AJ Styles. Oh, SmackDown shit. Superstar. Hey. SmackDown Superstar on Raw. What, what draft? What do you mean there's a draft? Look, it's AJ Styles. Unless he's coming out, unless he's, unless he's coming out just to shake his hand. You know, this is like, ridiculous, get the fuck out of here. bro. This is really fucking... Uh, this really... Oh, he looked angry. He looked mad as hell. This is... The, you know, I really get annoyed by this shit. I shouldn't get annoyed by it, but it's like, what was the purpose of the draft? You just got guys crossing <laughs> over everywhere. <laughs> you look mad as hell. Wait, where's he going? He's going to grab a mic? No, he's about to cut a promo on him. But, again, ladies and germs, we thank you so much for joining us on episode 147 of Wrestling is Trash. We'll be doing oh, our year and our mid-year show I at agree. some point. Yeah, I think we're having a little bit of a connection issue, but that's okay. And, uh, we will just go ahead and cut just, here. Yeah, Where'd he go? Yeah, we are definitely having a we're having a delay here. So yeah. let us just do that real quick. And uh, guys, we thank you so much for joining us on Wrestling is Trash, episode one forty seven, the weekend of the wrestles three. I am one of your co-hosts, Louis from the BX. Your hostess with the mostess. Uh, that was Nicholas Anicelli, who's disappeared on us into the shadows, into the ether. But he shall return. Again, you gotta get you gotta dudes on the other side of the world fighting for you. And you must you so you you're gonna need to kind of forgive him for having a little bit of connection issue. But you already know, follow us on social media, follow us on YouTube. Thank you so much for joining us. Enjoy wrestling, my friends. I am gonna go watch SmackDown and some NBA basketball. Thank you. We love you. Peace. We the ones.